You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind. The only wrestling podcast by fans who don't hate wrestling. Hello everybody and welcome to the Wrestling Rewind here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. Um, of course, Nerdtono Media and the True Penny Show. My name is Daryl O'Connor and thank you for joining us guys. We really do appreciate it. Um, we have a jam-packed show this week so if you're in the chat, um, please do comment we have a lot to talk about we have AEW's all out we have CM Punk burning down AEW and we also have um uh Clash of the Castle but not only that I'm not I'm not alone this week I'm joined by the one the only the undefeated one and all Mr. Martin Hardy Martin how are you sir grand I'm starting to think that uh, I'm not going to get this one-on-one fight with Punk well you might now he looks like he's going to be unemployed so well, the, well that's the, the other thing is, is is he more dangerous in the ring or more dangerous with a mic in his hand uh, well he did warn us that's the thing <laughs> but we're going to get into that and we're not going to bury the lead because holy heck you know what's weird right we were sitting there going oh the show will be fine this week and then on Sunday night the whole place goes crazy so we are going to get into that but Martin we're not alone we have oh. the return of the three man booth welcome Mr. Dave Stevens. Dave how are you sir oh it's great to be back on the only wrestling show Paid by people that actually like wrestling. We it's do. A welcoming place to be back. And man, have I missed you guys. So strap in because we're not bearing the lead. We're uh, <laughs> we're digging it up. We're rolling it around and we're throwing it back in its grave. We kind of have to at this point because it's it's just so crazy. Like I, I genuinely didn't think that we would be sitting here uh, talking about AEW doing this like you know the, the joke was that they're like WCW and then me and Martin go and cover the entire like history of WCW as it's collapsing <laughs> and then literally a week later like we no not even a week later like two days later we start seeing it happening in a free fall <laughs> it's like fast forward and you're like oh my god here we go and it's funny because I remember one of my friends reached out to me and she goes oh what do you think of AEW I'm like I have some concerns she goes what do you mean I'm like I've seen this happen before and then it, it all just plays out and I feel bad for you Martin I really do as the AEW fan in, in this you know I shouldn't take as much pleasure in this as I do but I, I do <laughs> well uh, I think part, part of it is that um, like you've seen it all before we've been watching the WCW stuff but Tony Khan is like <laughs> a wrestling historian like he's seen this all before and the only uh, kind of bright spot uh, apart from the pay-per-view itself I thought the pay-per-view was pretty good hmm. definitely not one of their best um, no. but the only bright spot of it was that this week's Dynamite was very actually good. kind of felt like 
Do you remember when like loads of the big names jumped from WWF to WCW, mm. and WWF had to kind of go, "All right, well, look, we've lost these big names. Let's let's go and push some of the younger guys now. Let's go and make some new talent." Um, and you know, we ended up with Stone Cold and The Rock and Mick Foley and all that. This week's Dynamite kind of felt like that to me. You know, much more of a focus on um, on the the younger guys or the the guys who maybe aren't established stars yet. Now, you see, that's a very generous way to see it. The way I saw it was, no, to be fair, you're not wrong, but when I was when I was watching it and it started off, there are some criticisms. We, we, Dynamite isn't really what we're going to talk about, but I do, that's a, since you brought it up, the fact that the show started off with Tony Khan not addressing why he's vacating the titles, just doing it, it's like, you have to kind of tell the casuals why the world champion isn't here and where the trials champion are gone. You know, I'm like, come on. That's that. That's a massive oversight. But it yeah. felt, but you know who I felt really sorry for, Tony Schiavone, the the PTSD flashbacks he probably had, <laughs> where he's like, oh no, they're oh, randomly no. vacating the titles again. I've seen this before. I was expecting Vince Russo to walk out now and hug Eric Bischoff, and I mean, oh. that would make me so happy if that happened. <laughs> but to, to to Martin's point though, if we're going to highlight something positive, what they did with the Ring of Honor pure title at yeah. the end of Dynamite this week, I mean, it really is trying to elevate stars. They're trying to make Rampage actually have some better talent on it. We'll see how that goes. It's airing in a couple hours from when mm-hmm. we're recording this, but um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Apparently, it's Jericho, Moxley, and Brian who are helming things over there. Excuse the pun at the moment. So. I mean, you having WWE run it, it's it's great. What else would you expect from <laughs> TNA 2.5? Look, you know, and it, like again, I I you know, it's very easy to throw the TNA thing. Last week's show was very TNA-ish, but I don't know. It's we're, let's get into it, right? Because again, it's it from what I've seen with the the fallout with this Moxley and Daniel Bryan. That's who should have been in your main. They should have been mm-hmm. your main guys anyway. You know. I, I like the Elite, but you don't trust them, right? <laughs> Obviously, to run a company. Like, Punk wasn't wrong. But also, Punk is seems to just be toxic everywhere he goes. Like, genuinely, you know? Um, so, building your company around those four guys was probably a bad idea. Moving to someone more reliable like uh, D. Bryan and Mox absolutely makes way more sense. And I think maybe Tony Khan had a wake-up call where he's like, hey, maybe... Maybe we shouldn't do this, you know, but um, look, guys, let's get into this, right? So, again, if you're in the chat, folks, uh, please do uh, keep the comments clean, but, you know, chat in because this is going on the radio. And, um, right. So, let's start with this, right? So, last week, we talked about CM Punk losing the title, which was weird. And then he got possibly being injured. Then he got a rematch at All Out. The match we'll get into in the next part of the show. But that wasn't where... Because I wasn't watching the show. Martin, you were watching the show live, weren't you? I watched it live, yeah. And yeah. I watched uh, uh, sat up and watched the uh, the media scrum live as well. So despite I t- the fact that my eyes were <laughs> hanging out of my head by that stage. So I totally forgot about the show, right? Because I was just like, yeah, I'll watch it whenever, right? So, But I was... I came back, I think I was at a gig or something. I don't really remember what I did on Sunday night, which means it was a good weekend. Um, <laughs> I came back and I was like, oh yeah, that thing's on, I'll watch it whenever. Then my phone exploded because it just, Twitter went mad. I'm like, what's going on? And I tune into it and I'm like, this is the strangest thing I've ever seen. And for anyone who didn't see it, CM Punk, like, it, it, 
the, the stream I was watching, it wasn't the official stream. There were like two or three different streams of it, right? So I was watching a stream where he was talking. And he was talking to uh, one of the reporters there. And he just started going off on him about Cole Cabana. If anyone doesn't know... I, ho- I watched this back a couple of times. Nobody raised... No. The, no I thought no I must have it. missed it, that he was asked a question. No, he just started um, talking. He just yeah, mentioned could, to him, yeah. Well, I was kind to- of understand it at first, because I was thinking... Oh, he's just won the title and big night in his hometown, and he's come back to do a media scrum. And the first question is this Cold Cabana stuff again. Mm. But no, he just brought it up. What happened was he sat down and he was like, I can't remember the guy's name, Nick something. Um, he was like, Hey, are you friends with Scott Colson? Scott Colson is the real name of Cold Cabana. And then it descended from there. And that's how it opened. Now, here's the thing. These media scrums, I find them quite distasteful because it's literally just a love fest for Tony Khan, which, I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes justified, sometimes not, right? And there can be some good stuff in it. So I don't really watch them because I think they're it's kind of, self-indul- kind of self-indulgent, right? But I never, th- I, in a million years, I never thought this would happen, right? So Punk comes out and he buries everybody. <laughs> but, but I think we need to, to heighten what, Martin said there because I think that's really important. It's Go on. nobody asked him no about about Scotty Go- or Cole Cabana or any. It never came up. No, it he never decided came up. to bring it up and then go on this whole rant about the whole thing. Now, you it is the world of professional wrestling, yes. and as Punk alluded to, they're not really journalists. You're, they're all kind of have ins with certain wrestlers, mm. so it seemed like he took the question he was asked. I really want to quote verbatim, but I can't remember what it was right now. But it didn't mention anything like that. And so Punk was immediately like, oh, like, Darius, like, are you friends with him? Like, you should disclose that when you ask a question. Like, I don't want to deal with that here. But again, no Punk one asked the question. Assumptions. Yeah. It's, no one asked, no one the, asked question. the question. He just and started. Like, no, He's... I'm not friends with him. But I guess you have to put yourself in the professional wrestling mindset of he sees these same people at every show. You know, I think Meltzer was there and Mel- even yeah, by name Meltzer was like, and, also Br- and, and Brian Alvarez as well and he also got really upset with Brian Alvarez which mm-hmm. again folks anything we're talking about it might sound crazy but it's not you can actually find them talking about it. like there's I watched The Observer I think you guys do as well and a lot of this show this week has been them talking about what happened at the, str- at the scrum and giving context to what's going on so we have What Culture up on the screen um, they also have done a pretty good job talking about it the same with stuff from, a lot of stuff broke from Fightful as well so look for anyone who didn't see it again as the lad said Punk came out went on this rant about Colcabana. he believes someone leaked information that was his fault that Colcabana was moved from AEW to Ring of Honor right and then it descended from there. He believes that the books leaked the information. He went off on the books, uh, Kenny Omega, because they're the, the VPs of the, the company. And then he went off on Hangman Adam Page as well. And the weird part was, Tony Khan sat there the whole time with, with a face on him that can only be described as a deer in headlights, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. You're just sitting there going, again, this is what I was like, is this a work? Because there's no way he should be letting them say this because it's like, when he's swearing up a storm as well, like stuff we can't even repeat on the radio because, excuse me, we'll be kicked off, right? He goes full bore, effing and blinding out of him like you wouldn't believe. And then, and then you're like, you're like, okay, that was weird. <laughs> he leaves. You know, oh, sorry, the best no, part. Uh, no, sorry, the best part. Sorry, Martin. The best part of this whole thing is that he's eating muffins the entire time. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> That's my favorite part. He's just sitting there eating a big bowl of bag of muffins. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is so crazy. Sorry, go on. 
Um, yeah, so at this stage, like, this is obviously all incendiary stuff, but at this stage, he gets up, he walks off, and I'm fully convinced that this is a work. I'm like, oh, they must have gotten him and Cabana together. Right. Like, they've worked it out, and now they're going to do some sort of program together. It's like, oh, that'll be cool. That'll, you know, have a load of heat to it. I was it. thinking and that. He's setting up, you know, feuds for the next six months. Like I say, Hangman, the buck. He's, he's going to... To me, it looked like he was setting up like a megalomaniacal heel champion character. So a, a lot of copium here. Well, no, but this is all before <laughs> we heard what happened next. Yeah. So, so at this stage, I think this is brilliant. I'm like, oh my God, that was class. And at this point, I'm like, oh my God, he's just like burned the company down, right? So, I mean, I my, my default setting from going through TNA and going through WCW, I'm like, this is serious. <laughs> This is serious, right? But I just I I, I, I love I love your innocence, Martin. It's 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 very funny. It really is. But um yeah, I look, even if that had happened, I think they could have still done business, right? I think they still could have been like, hey, and that probably would have happened, right? What happens next? <laughs> Throws that out the window. So swear to God, folks, this is not made up, right? This comes from any sources you want to pull from, what culture, five fill, the wrestling goes ever, Forbes. <laughs> it goes but on. Despite and on. despite Dara saying that, let me preface heavily, heavily, heavily. Everything else we're about to say is completely allegedly, allegedly. and definitely a joke. Absolutely. Nothing we're about to say is serious or at all is real. Are we good? We're good. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. There's Basically, a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of alleged what's going on here. There's and there are. He's saying allegedly every five seconds. So just it's all a joke. Let's it, just say that. <laughs> well, all I'm saying is, you know, there are copious sources on this, and there are three sides to it. There's CM Punk side. There is a. Uh, the book side, and then there's the truth, right? At the moment, there's an indiv- independent investigation going. A literal, real, independent investigation on this. A, going a special on. master, you might even say. A special master, yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, at the moment now, the police have been involved. There's lawsuits and everything pending, right? So that's all we can say. So everything here is alleged, blah, 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 right? But we're going to give you what has been reported, okay? So after this happened, Punk said, if anyone has a problem with what I said, come and find me. (laughs) Again, I can't believe Tony Khan wasn't like... No, sorry, the best part of the whole thing was Tony Khan kept trying to calm him down. He goes, no, Tony, don't say anything. It's not your fault. And he goes back on these rants and you're like, oh, well, okay. So the books went and had a problem with it because obviously, right? (laughs) And uh, apparently, allegedly, reportedly, um, they kicked in Punk's door. I really hope they slapped the leg when they kicked the door in. I really do. Um, <laughs> they, yeah, they left that out of the report that they super kicked the they door They super down. kicked the door in. Super kick party in, and, and, right? So I really hope they did that. And uh, allegedly, of course. And then allegedly, A. Steele, who's Punk's trainer, uh, was involved as well. And there was, quote, a melee um, where, where uh, Kenny Omega was bitten, allegedly, and had his hair pulled, allegedly. And then, allegedly, there was a chair thrown by A. Steel to, allegedly, Matt Jackson. And then, allegedly, Punk swung. Allegedly. Do you have a tick? What's happening here? Do you have a tick? <laughs> so, this is... We don't know, because it, no, this has been verified. There are two different sides of this, right? So, I mean, guys, weigh in on this. Again, again, for, for legal, we, we don't really know exactly what happened. It hasn't been verified, but these are all what is out there and being reported by literally everybody in the wrestling world. It's been There's been hours of shows on this at this point. YouTube is a phenomenal way to get caught up with the craziness 
of this story. So, hold on. Dave, since this is your first show back, welcome back, of course. What a week. Yeah. What a story to lean on. Oh, my gosh. Uh, especially since CM Punk's that guy that, you know, time after time has gotten me back into wrestling. Uh, I've always been that, you know, CM Punk, Paul Heyman guy. I remember the pipe bomb. I was like, eh, I don't care about wrestling. And then, boom, Summer of Punk happened. You're right back and in. it was brilliant. I was right back in at a time when WWE was very stagnant. Um, and when he, even when he came back to Fox to do that show, I was like, all right. And I actually watched that show, which I was probably the only person that watched it. I watched it, too, um, to be fair. I watched yeah, it, too. Yeah, so I, I did enjoy him there. Um, and when he came back to AEW, I watched all of his appearances. I didn't necessarily watch the rest of AEW, but he made me tune in. And so it's tough because people are like, he's selfish, he's arrogant, he thinks he's bigger than the company. For some fans, he really is. Yeah. Um, and that makes it really difficult because I want to sit here and can we say the S word or no? Uh, no. Okay. So I'll just change it to Eminem lyrics. Uh, I li- I'd love to stand for CM Punk, but at the same time, there's never an excuse to punch somebody. I mean, this makes what Will Smith did to Chris Rock look mild so well, see, again if this, if this had been if this had been for the business if this had been like an angle like martin was saying they could have made a serious amount of money like this could have set up feuds for mm-hmm. the rest of the probably for the next two or three years right feud with everybody but the fact that it was real and i just love yeah. the fact that someone in 2020 said i'm gonna bite someone I'm like, how does that happen? I, I mean, my daughter bit my finger today, but I don't know. But a grown I mean, man allegedly scene. biting Kenny Omega, which I'm like, this is incredible. So I really hope the new AEW game has that feature where you can oh, bite someone backstage. A bite, a bite mechanic? A bite mechanic? I mean, if that's not in there, get on that, guys. Come on. And, and poor old Kenny, who's just managed to bloody sell it himself back together. <laughs> he's, a, he's away for over a year recovering from like... A dozen different injuries. Oh, yeah, oh, poor Kenny. Like, it, it, look, it seemed. Look, apparently the books did. Um, f- from reports, the books went to Punk, right? So Punk didn't seek them out. So you're like, who's in the wrong here? But here's where this gets interesting. I mean, the whole thing is interesting. But the books went and got the head of legal, right? Who's number two in AEW, right next to Tony. So, and that's also the head of legal for the Jacksonville Jaguars, which correct. Tony's daddy owns. Yeah, correct. Now, everybody's checks. Because I saw people being like, Tony needs to step up and remind people who pays the checks. Yeah, it's not you, bud. <laughs> but here's the interesting part, right? If you're going to do something wrong, you're not going to bring the head of legal, right? <laughs> like, you're just not. Well, like, it's, no, I mean, you're not. Like, you're, you're going to try yeah. to cover yourself, right? So that's the disconnect, right? I, I don't really buy that the punks that the not the punks the the books super kicked the door down and went and attacked punk right it seems a hell of a lot more likely that punk's the aggressor here but we don't know you know we we, we genuinely don't know um and that's kind the of tight lips sorry Darren. Sorry. The tight lips i'm have to getting used to audio only without being able to see any pause i apologize listeners for cutting Darren off um but like you said with tony not acknowledging that was yeah, that was very telling. Had to be real. That that's when it goes. Oh, this isn't this work shoot we all think it is because yeah. otherwise he would say something. But you could even do the whole storyline of bringing in a special master, independent Correct. investigator, whatever you want to call it. That yeah. could all be storyline. You just you know keep the elephant in the room there, but you don't talk about it. But it was like Chris Benoit style of nope. It went too far. It went talking. Yeah, it, it, it went way too far. And the thing of it is, is like 
it seemed to whatever the truth of this is, and we will know eventually, and we'll let you guys know. Maybe. Well, well no, look, it will come out eventually. <laughs> like it has to. It's the biggest story. A drunken shoot, like ten years from now. But there are going to be NDAs out the wazoo maybe, on this one. Maybe, but we will know through the law, legal case. The fact that the the fact that the there are lawsuits and courts mm. are involved here, and police are involved in this. I mean, they're talking about um, a steel. That's the name. Um, yeah. A still probably doing jail time for biting someone and then allegedly trying to chair at someone. It's like, <sighs> on. like it, it's it's so unfortunate. It really is. But the story continues, right? And Martin, I'm going to bring you in here now in a second, right? Sure. When when a, so this was going on from Monday into Tuesday into Wednesday, and obviously Wednesday is when Dynamite is. Dynamite then started. And we were all watching it. I stayed up and watched Dynamite as well. Martin, you so did you. And, you know, for, for listeners, yeah. that's very late in, in, in Irish time, right? We were watching it and it opens... Say, t- especially when two nights earlier you'd sat up to watch yes. the bloody pay-per-view. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so TK was, you know, he opened the show and he vacated all the titles, right? But what was interesting was, one, they didn't mention it, which they probably should have, right? Because, I mean, if you're going to work the shooty-shoot, worky-work angle, you probably should have done that 100 you know reasons right i mean legally i don't think you can talk about it and i think that's where we're going over oh, it has to be a fair. Shoot, or, you know what i'm saying like fair but he should well, have I mean, he, he still didn't sh- have to come on and go i'm vacating the titles because a steel bit kenny omega like, <laughs> he could have come on and said we've had uh there's an investigation happening into a, a backstage incident, and yeah. until that happens, yeah. I want to move the company forward. We're going to vacate the t- Yeah, like, I think I think it, that would have been better. I don't understand why he didn't because everybody knows. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, the thing about it is, it's their entire core audience lives on the internet, legitimately. Yeah, it, it, that's the company that they go yeah. for. Like, uh, Smarks, you know, it's not like this was a very WWE move. Like it really it was. was. It was it was a bizarre like Vince McMahon move, and you're like, what are you doing? Like either your, either your. Well, I mean, he needs a job now. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but okay, it continues. So they actually edited out the books and Punk and Omega from mm-hmm. AEW's opener, which is very weird. Which which suggests so on Tuesday into Wednesday, it was announced that Omega, uh, the books. Um, Christopher Danielson, who apparently <laughs> just tried to yeah. break them up, which is kind of so because I mean he didn't do anything, and a few others have been suspended because this this was a full on melee apparently, right? So so they're suspended, and we don't know how long they're suspended for. We just know they're not released, right? So they were suspended. I, I think it'll be until this investigation is is wrapped up. Punk and A Steel, however, not a word, which leads to believe, and this story from what culture, um. In another update in the ever-developing situation between Sam Punk and AEW, the current lay of the land is that the Second City's Saints with time with the company is coming to an end. Speaking to PW Torch audio show, Wade Keller indicated that it is uh, presently more likely for Punk to exit AEW than to remain with Tony Khan's promotion. Now, okay, so here's the full list. Uh, Omega, Young Bucks, Christian Daniels, Pat Buck, uh, Michael, Nakazawa, and Brandon Cookler. Uh Yeah, man. So, like, that's that's what I would see, you, too. You have to ask how effective Brandon Cutler would be in a fight to the point where he had to be suspended. Well, what's funny is we know Punk's terrible in a fight. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> I mean, if, if you watch his, uh, if you watch his, his MMA career, it's terrible. So I'm like, 
oh, your man toyed with him. They didn't actually. But, didn't, but you know what's your man funny? Get in trouble. But for, you know, for not for like, messing with him. Yeah, knocking him out when he had the chance. You know what's funny though? Like last week, Martin, we were talking about you know, oh, we shouldn't compare like for like we can't buy punk, and it's like yeah, you had, you had to have someone to allegedly bite to, to, to save him. <laughs> it's, it's like I'd imagine like a Pokemon battle was like I, hey steel i choose you use bite you know <laughs> one of the apparently one of the very effective against the dragon ball z character <laughs> apparently one of the things that came out was that a steel's wife was in the room and, and she dog. has she has a broken leg she does and she couldn't and, move uh, this melee was sort of moving towards her and she couldn't move and that's why he decided <laughs> To bite. It's such a bizarre <laughs> thing to do. I mean, like, look, uh, you know when uh, Brahart and Shawn Michaels had their melee and there was hair pulling. I'm like, lads, hair pulling. Really? That's what you're doing. But this this one ups it. It had alleged hair pulling and biting. <laughs> what is this? You guys get paid to pretend to fight and you can't actually do it. It's mad. Mad. Wrestling is the best, guys. It really is. So it's it's interesting that you bring up uh brett and sean because mm. like obviously this is a company where like punk in particular um where a lot of the gays really idolize uh brett hart and sean michaels yeah um and those are two guys who had real genuine serious nuclear uh, heat. heat yeah who still went out and worked every week because they knew there was big money to be made mm. so i i genuinely i don't think punk's leaving i think Given his, you know, he seems to have a bit of a short fuse and an ego and that. I think he'll be gone longer, and this injury will be used as the excuse, and they'll give it time for everything to settle down and people to calm down. But I think, like at the end of the day, wrestling business all comes down to to dollars, and I think they'll all know that there's just there's ridiculous money. Um, being left on the table if they don't come back and, and but it takes this. two people to do that and Punk has walked away from more money before you know the thing about it is it's like yeah. you're looking at it here right so the story again develops more right so it's apart- still uh, before it, for the story goes on though I mean this was a million dollar house yeah I mean that's that's huge for huge. AEW and huge. that was because of Punk yeah so it, it's, it is a weird situation where he brings in money to the company but I don't know. I don't know, man. Well, so I, I guess he's also only a year into whatever. I, I don't know if the details of it were ever made public, but he's only a year into whatever outrageous contract this, he's saying that got him back into wrestling. The situation yeah. backstage, though, is nuclear, as in they do not want Punk there. And from what I heard, it's either that they fire the elite and the elite go to WWE, which they totally will, or Punk. And I, I mean, I heard tales that there were remediation and stuff, but they've passed that. Like, look how much he cannot stand Cole Cabana to the point that he doesn't even want to talk about him. How are you going to work? Like he, like him and Hangman, him and Hangman would have drawn a huge gate, particularly if they had to work this into a real thing. Him and Kenny Omega worked; it would have been amazing, you know. But here it, it continues on, right? So as you said, Punk, uh, um. Is injured, like legitimately. So you have to work that in as well. Where and people said, "Oh, maybe it happened during the fight." No, it ha- apparently it happened during the suicide dive, um, during the main event, and he tore his tricep, which is what Cody Rhodes is actually out with now at the moment. So his triceps completely off the bone, apparently. Um, so I mean, Punk just got off an injury. He's injured again. 
it's going to be at least nine months to, to recover from that because you don't rush that back, you know. Um, How old is he? 46, 47? Mid 40s. But here's the part where I'm like, okay, I don't really think he can walk this back. So it looks like from the evidence, and again, this comes from what culture, uh, whatculture.com, also in the Observer. Um, and I actually heard Dave Melter talk about this beforehand because he's like, oh, um, you know, we were told to go to the scrum because they didn't want to go initially. And it seems like they went to the scrum with some knowledge that something was going to happen. Didn't know this was going to happen, obviously. But it looks like Punk planned this. And he's been planning this for a while. So if you watch the show, you know, he's been t- taking snipes. At, and we've covered this on the show. He's taken snipes at the Elite and Hangman throughout the past couple of weeks. And this whole thing now was planned. <laughs> now, my question to you guys. Do you think it was planned to this extent? Do you think Tony knew what was going on? And if it was... Why didn't they tell the elite to calm down beforehand? <laughs> like, you think if you're going to do this and you're actually going to do a worky work shooty shoot, you know, you're going to tell everybody. You're like, hey, look, he's going to say some pretty, pretty bad stuff. Don't bite anybody. <laughs> you know, what do you guys think? Because, um, yeah, I, I mean, that's what for- I would do. I mean, if we were going to do a shoot angle, right, you'd let people know what's going on so this doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, for me, I never want to see AEW go the way of, you know, WWE's scripted promos and and all that kind of thing. But you would think that you would have a conversation beforehand, like without even going through, you know, detail. I'm going to say X, Y and Z. You would have a conversation with the person beforehand saying, look, I'm going to say this, this and this. Just, you know, at all times, remember that we are playing characters yeah, and it's funny because th- this whole situation apparently started because Hangman said something that upset Punk to the point that he held on a grudge for six months. Which yeah, I well, mean, while he was out injured, it's crazy. It's like Punk need look. Punk needs to be told that wrestling isn't real. <laughs> Someone needs to say it to him. It's like, man, it's not real. You got to calm nah, down. Yeah, he, you know, he fought in UFC. He still thinks it's real. Yeah, I mean, but here's the, you know, I mean, Martin, you're right. You know, it, it sucks. It's one of those things where you're like, they're leaving serious money on the table here. Uh, you know, Punk has nowhere to go. You know, he, he can't go back to WWE. He can't go back to AEW. If this Ring of Honor is bought by AEW, where's he going to go? You know? He's going to go home to AJ Lee. That's And that's amazing. That's a fair point, too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't even know why he's doing all this. It's like he just chill at home. Um but I yeah, had no. one thing that was like glaring from the press conference, and I haven't seen anybody talking about it yet. And I think this needs to be addressed. Um, Tony Khan needs a haircut. <laughs> like what? What? What's, what's even going on there? I don't know. I, I was like, just. You wonder why he's not being taken seriously by the supposed executive vice presidents, whatever that means. Um, but good lord, but I, I wouldn't take him serious. If, if my boss looked like that either. I don't know. It was just everybody. I uh, don't feel qualified to speak on anyone else's haircut. Fair. Fair. I, <laughs> I look, I just... The media scrum thing, it's a great idea, right? But either it's sanitized and toothless or this happens. And I mean, giving Punk a live microphone is a bad idea. Genuinely, it, it really is. You know... And uh, Punk... Punk has done kind of shooty 
media scrums before back yeah. when he was in WWE. Well, here's um, the thing. You where know he what? would show up and like act like, or he showed up at Comic-Con when he technically wasn't with WWE with a title and stuff like that. Like he's good at that, which is why it makes sense. But then when you have people like Brian Alvarez who were there and it's like, but I wasn't there for the scrum. I know nothing about it. Don't quote me on anything. I saw absolutely nothing. That's when it's like, yeah, you don't you don't want to call it to like to testify or something like this yeah. is weird. It's it's so weird. I, this is the best blending of kayfabe and reality that I've ever seen. By the way, name of one of my old columns, kayfabe reality. That's true. But plug aside, uh, either it's the best blend of that I've ever seen in the history of this sport, or there's some sunny days going on. Listen, if this is a work, right? One, I think the judge is going to be very upset. And two, (laughs) like imagine if it is a work and they're in court and they're like, here, look, that that wasn't real, right? (laughs) Like it was what? I think they all go to jail then because wasting, you know, that's a felony to do that, right? So I don't think... I I just want them to be in court and the judge to go, where's the defendant? Phil Brooks hasn't shown up yet. And then the next thing you hear, deadly nail, deadly nail. (laughs) <laughs> bursting through the doors and walks okay, down through the court. Here's what they do, right? It, it AEW were like, we're going right to the, we're going live to the courtroom, and then it's all serious. And the judge turns around and it's Vince McMahon. <laughs> it's called it's called Cabana. <laughs> no, he's one of the barristers. <laughs> yes, yes. Didn't Hornswoggle have like a a court thing they did, they had years the, ago? Yeah, the little person's court, I believe. It's the little person. Yeah, cool. that's what they called it, folks. That's what they called it. That was the name. That's the correct term. I'm so subscribed to the Little People of America newsletter. Comes fair. once a month. You ever wonder where their convention is? You can find me at the Dave Stevens on Twitter. Fair, fair. That's, you know, it doesn't. Yeah, that, Dave, I missed you on the show, man. I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You can look at my emails. I'm dead serious. Um, but look, here's the thing. So we're going to move away from this because this is, again, still developing. And it's one of the things that we can't really put a, a pin in it. But, uh, Martin, it's weird, right? In the space of a month, we've had the two biggest stories in wrestling in years, probably. Oh, it's just, been you know, the Vince McMahon thing, which we didn't think would happen. And then AEW basically imploding from the inside. There's also a conspiracy theory that Punk is working for the WWE and he's actually destroying AEW from the inside, which I don't know. I mean, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Maybe oh, this is this is one of the one of the reasons I just got off Twitter altogether. It's just a, a minefield of absolute nonsense. Like, Absolutely. Um, do, you, do you think that will go down with um, that Vince Russo was sent to WCW by Vince McMahon? Like, is that is that is that the level that we're on? Yeah, here? Like, I think I, sent yeah. to AEW by Triple H. Who they're clearly besties. Oh, they love each other, really. <laughs> But it's funny because all that promo, all the promo work that they did a couple of years ago, Triple H looks like he was saying exactly what's going on, where he's like, you know, and you're watching the promo, you're like, whoa, he was like spot on. So Triple H, ultimate good guy, really? Question mark? I think so. Just saying. But look, we're going to move away from this because, you know, we could talk about it all night. We're going to move over to, uh, and look, more updates on this, we'll let you know as as the, the shows go on. Uh Martin and Dave, I'm going to hand this over to you guys and you're going to go through All Out because I'm interested to hear Dave's thoughts on this who you know hasn't covered a show in a while. And Martin, I want you to, to have the floor here because you know we've talked we've, we've laughed enough at AEW's misfortune, so let's give them <laughs> let's give them some some good press. So, take it away, Martin. 
Um, I thought this was a, a very good pay-per-view. Um, it wasn't uh, one of their, you know, I mean, it's it's hard to say best ever because, I mean, they're only three years and they only happen every three months, so it, it's not that there's dozens to choose from. I wouldn't put it in the top half of all the pay-per-views they've ever had, but I still thought it was a great show. Um, some of it was hampered slightly by booking that made more sense later in the event, like the... Uh, the ladder match, um, I get that it was setting up for MJF's return, and it did pay off big when MJF came out. But at the time, it kind of made all the like mad stunts that the guys were doing with the ladders uh, before the the Joker came out. It kind of made all that redundant. Um, like it was all kind of instantly overshadowed, which again was a, was a pity because some of the guys like Dante Martin and that were just putting their life and limb on the line with some of the stunts they were pulling. Um, a couple of the matches were angles more than matches. The um, uh, Luchasaurus, uh, Christian Cage, Jungle Boy storyline. Um, you know, I was I was hyped up for a really good match between Christian Jungle Boy because um, Matt, Christian came really still pulling out of the bag. Uh, apparently he's injured, so that kind of explains why. It was more of an angle, uh, and it was a really good angle. That was an unbelievable uh, choke slam he took. But then again, some of the matches in the night only went four, five, six minutes, and you know, while not even necessarily being bad, just didn't feel uh, very pay per view worthy. Um, I I noticed earlier Dave said that uh, he he didn't think it was great or that it was fine, but it certainly wasn't worth fifty dollars, and I'd. I'd kind of maybe sympathise with you there because over on this side of the pond we get it on Fight TV for eighteen. So it's worth it's definitely it. worth eighteen. It's definitely worth eighteen. And look again, I, I agree with with Dave to an extent. A lot of this was angled. So I was expecting a bigger show, but um, yeah, I Christian Cage, he's great. It's funny just on that point. I'll let you go back in a second. But whenever I I'm on facebook or something on in the several wrestling groups and people are like oh christian cage is great i'm like yeah did you not watch tna they're like oh no i'm like why weren't you watching tna i watched tna it was brilliant christian cage was the best thing he had a little staple and everything with aj and tomko and then tomko robbed the burger king and got arrested well I'm excited i love that the guy that's tna no sorry go ahead dude I was gonna say I love that the guy that's putting AEW down constantly is also reveling in the good old days of TNA. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, it's just because I've lived t- through TNA and I'm like I've seen all this before. It can only go so bad, but I just love the fact that like <laughs> people just aren't aware of how bad it can go, and it's just like okay, well, watch some TNA, and then I just love the fact that Tomko, you know, shot up heroin in the Burger King that he just robbed instead of leaving. And that's why he got arrested. And that's why he hasn't been in WDB since. Oh, man. I can't wait until we cover TNA on the show, guys. I really am excited for it. It's going to be wonderful. Terrible, but wonderful. If you take the drama, right? So take all the drama out of this show um, and just... And I know it's difficult given everything that's happened, but look at this purely as a wrestling show. Like, Eddie Kingston, Tomohiro Ishii, that was a top, top top-of-the-line match. Yes. The elite... Versus Dark Order for the trios title, top of the line match. Um, oh, we the, should mention too. We should mention too. Um, Alistair Black gone, or Alistair oh. Malakai back is gone from AEW. He asked for his release, so he actually well, gave a bow 
in all out because of that reason. Yeah, it's is he dealing with? Yeah, a couple of reports that he's just dealing with kind of mental health issues, and that he's just so the report. So the report. Off. Yeah, so the report from WrestleMania and the rest of the lads is that his contract, like he was given his release uh, with specific terms, like he can't just show. He, he was supposed to book. He was supposed to wrestle this weekend for an independent, and he can't do it. So apparently, it's to deal with his mental health, but. There's also other reports that he wants to go back because he has an incredibly good relationship with Triple H. So he probably will go back to WWE. Yeah, yeah. imagine so. Yeah. Um, but then, like, you had the Wardlow FTR, the sex man with the Motor City Machine Guns. Oh, uh, dude, I was so happy to Great see the guns. Great stuff with the... I was so happy the, to see the guns. I was just... Yeah, uh, they, they were brilliant. They're one of my favourite tag teams. Of, and again, if you guys haven't checked out in TNA, they were one of the best parts of TNA until they split them up and they start giving them world titles, which was, <laughs> that was a mess. But uh, as a tag team, they're one of the best tag teams ever. Dave, you remember when they were in TNA, don't you? Oh, how can you forget the great days of Kevin Nash and uh. Alex Shelley? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did they call themselves? I can't remember. What they, there was I'm, a name. Yeah, it, it wasn't you shoot. That was an actual no, wrestling was an shoot actual, thing. An actual uh, thing. It's escaping me, but it was brilliant. It was, you know, it was Kevin it actually. Was, what? Yeah, yeah, Kevin was actually really good. Yeah, he was just hanging out with all the exhibition guys for no reason. <laughs> it was hilarious. No limits, man. No weight. Limits, no limits. No yeah, but he never wrestled them. He just hung out with them. It was just backstage, like just collecting his paychecks and yep. having Alex Shelley shoot people with a camera <laughs> randomly in the parking lots. Why not? Oh my god, I love it. Anyway, um, sorry, sorry, Martin. Swerve in uh, your glory and the acclaimed came out. And this, I wasn't even looking forward to this match. I just thought it was kind of a, a nothing match. This had the whole place like on fire. They were hyped for this. And um, I really suspect that we're going to get a an acclaimed uh, title change at Arthur Ashe um, in the next week or the week after. And then the last three matches of the pay-per-view were all good to excellent. You had Jericho Danielson the uh, Sting, Miro, House of Black, Six Man, and then the uh, the main event, Punk and Moxley. So, like, if you look at this purely as a wrestling uh, event, I mean, it was it was really high quality. Okay, my turn. Yes, your turn. Yeah, so... Um, hmm. So, unfortunately, I didn't watch the pre-show until after I watched the regular show, which is really a shame, because... Those were probably some of the best matches of the night. What needs to be said right off the bat, 15 matches is too much for one show. It's far it makes too no much. sense. It's far too much. Way yeah. too much. Way too much. Uh, it, matches weren't given the time that they deserved. Um, the championship match, I'll start off with that and just kind of end load on it right there. Uh, good. With 20 minutes more, phenomenal. And that, that's why I don't go, it was a great match, because I know how much more it could have been. Um, yeah. And it was just a time time restraint thing, what, um, yeah. which you could probably see in the Sting match, which got all of, you know, it was a six-person match, 12 minutes, that's 30 seconds per person that's in that match. Had like, enough what? To, had enough time what? for them to do all their stuff, though. I mean, they got their ish in, but yeah. aside from that. <laughs> that was it. That was um, what they were doing. That was the only thing they were there for. Yeah. Do your stuff and then collect your paycheck. Well, let me kind of, so I did enjoy the show. Like I said, I, I didn't think it was terrible. I just thought it was good. Um, I, I, I hated the opening the ladder match, um, I was into it. And then as soon as all the mass figures came out, like Martin said, it kind of took yeah. any legitimacy away from anything else that had happened. Yeah. And they didn't do the unveiling of MJF there. So I was just like, okay, 
And it kind of killed my momentum for the rest of the show. Like at that point, I was like, I don't care. I just watched Clash of the Castle yesterday, and that was great start to finish. This is like a fifth of the people there in the audience. It doesn't have that same feel to it. So that that was rough. And and that's um, why TK was upset too. He got very angry. He was like, they're running a show was. against me. And it's like, welcome to wrestling. Hey, welcome to wrestling, bud. You wanted competition, you got it. And, yeah. Like, dude, I remember when we were on WrestleView and like they'd run, there'd be a TNA show and WWE would just run like a house show and it would just kill it. So it's, like, <laughs> it's like, welcome. Why not? Why this not? is what they do. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, that was kind of, I had no idea who, since I don't hadn't been watching AEW regularly, I didn't even know who wasn't on the roster that potentially could be under the mask. So for me, I was just like, okay, and we're not even going to unveil them. So, Okay, next, I guess. And unfortunately, next was some of the best wrestlers in the world having one of the most boring matches I've ever seen them have, which blows my mind. Uh, the trios match did nothing for me. So right off the bat, I was turned off by two matches. Um, but I just kind of survived, I think, the pay-per-view for a bit. The tag match was good. The, 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 the other trios match was good with the Motor City Machine Guns and Jay Lethal. Um, the, I mean, really the best things to come out of the night are you know, my two favorite gals in uh, in AEW, both one, that being Tony Storm and uh, Tay Mello over there. So credit to where credit's due. But the, the Luchasaurus thing, I agree. It was a storyline, so it's nifty. But what the heck is the storyline? If you're just watching the pay-per-view, not, not keeping Dynamite um, in our minds. There was no explanation given for why Luchasaurus turned. You don't just turn viciously after a decade together as a team or however long they were in the Indies. And it just, as somebody who is approaching it as I'm a casual AEW fan, but definitely a hardcore wrestling fan is this going to suck me in and make me want to watch more of their product. No, I was just like, okay, this happened. This happened. I've seen that before that. Okay. That's, that's kind of interesting. Um, so if I take all the storylines out, just looking at it from a wrestling perspective, yeah, sure. Great. If I went to an independent show and I got this card and I paid 30 bucks or even 50 bucks for like nice seats at an independent show, which would be like front row, um, I'd be losing my mind and say it's the best show I've ever been to. But to have this on a pay-per-view, um, the booking was super sketch, to put it best way I possibly can. Uh, matches weren't given the time that they needed. There were too many matches on the card. Like I said before, they just, they have too many stars that aren't being utilized at all, or if they are being utilized, aren't being utilized correctly. And you just can't make a Chicago main event with punk less than 20 minutes long. Where's the payoff for the crowd that's there? Who, if for all of us who have sat through four-hour shows in person, you know, and that's not even including the pre-show, you know by the time you get to that main event. I mean, it's really got to be something special or else you just don't have the energy left. Um, and I know they tried to get us into it with the Darby Allen match beforehand, um, the sixth out of the other trios match, because, you know, why not have every want to do trios matches when you have way too many wrestlers, right? I guess. Um, but it just, it, it fell flat there. And then you had the reveal at the end, which was cool. But at that point, I forgot about the ladder matches, 14 match, the ladder match, 14 matches later on the card. So it, 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 it had potential, but the booking was super questionable for me. And if the booking is being done by these, uh, 
executive vice presidents, whatever the heck that's supposed to mean. Um, yeah, they couldn't run a Target because they couldn't run this show. That's for sure. It's going to drop my mic right there. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, so the likes of the trios titles, I, th- I think that's a... It's just a, a style or a personal preference thing. Some people are into that uh, kind of wrestling. Some people aren't. I will watch AAA any day of the week. I don't know what they're saying. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what the storylines are. But what they do is brilliant. I love trios matches. But when it's just trios matches because you have too many stars and you don't know what to do with them, that's where I go. What's really happening here? And I think that's just the over-analytical, trying to be casual, but trying to diagnose what, what I'm watching so I could talk about it situation that I found myself in. Um, but again, I just want to emphasize, despite everything I said, which might sound really negative, it's all really meant, hey, if you change a couple things here and there, um, give matches more time. Spread the card out. Um some of those great matches that you had on the pre-show were better than what you had on the pay-per-view. So put them on the pay-per-view. Put the next people on the next pay-per-view. That's why you have one every month. Um, they don't have one every month. But well, okay. they only have like I mean, four a year. But like, like the, oh, it's well, funny. All right. well, I, well, what do I know? It's AEW. But the point is, <laughs> the, the point I'm trying to get to is, despite all the things I said, there's supposed to be constructive criticism because I want to see the company. Do well. I genuinely do. So here's uh, here's the thing, I and have, I thought it was good. I really did well, think it was a good show. Just well, here's not- the, here's the thing I have for you guys, right? And it is important. To, and if you don't mention it now, because at, at the top of the hour we are going to go to uh, Clash of the Castle. But this was done. This whole like the, the CM Punk John Moxie match was great, right? But that was done for the interim title to be. Sorry, the interim title tournament thing was done, and then it was they had one all kind of stuff, right? So that was mm-hmm. all done. And then Punk Re won the belt. And now the belt's oh, gone. And, and now, Dara, I, yep. not, none of us mentioned this, and it deserves to be mentioned. Um, Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson oh, was an amazing, a amazing yeah. match. Fantastic. And if it that's really what we're going to be seeing from this company going forward, I'm in. I'm yep. in all the way. And that's kind of my point, is there are really great gems, just you got to highlight them. And genuinely, I, I was really surprised that the, the reaction to that match was so mixed, because... Uh, yeah, like yourself, I thought it was they were burned fantastic. out. Fantastic, they were burned and, out. And I thought, they, oh no, they, I mean they, they, from they, people online. Oh really? Like people oh. talking about it afterwards. Um, and on the night that it was, like you say, you did have three trios matches in that whole whole show. I thought it was a brilliant like change of pace and change of style. And I was just genuinely surprised that the reaction to it was uh, so mixed. No, it's the fair. same reaction, and like Dara's saying, it's the same reaction that um, AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura got at WrestleMania. It, it was a great match, um, but it was buried six hours into a seven-hour card. Yeah. So by that point, we were just burned out. You and just don't as care. much as we wanted to care, even I, who love both those guys, especially AJ, was like, yeah. I mean, it was nice to see the crowd on their feet, but maybe they could have done something. No, they couldn't have done something more. They just didn't. It was too long of a. There was just too much going on for yeah. them to shine, and that's. I, I guess that can highlight how WWE can mess it up, AEW can mess it up, Ring of Honor, everybody can mess it up. Just learn and move forward. Yeah, like look, the perfect card is having, you know, not fifteen. It's you know eight to ten max because no matter how good it is, you're still either it's going to be like twenty second match, a squash match, or it's going to be, you know, you're just going to be tired. You're just not going to care, or even the longer match. 
this the six man tag, which again they all got their stuff in, but that was it, you know. But the point I wanted to make, we've gone through already an interim title, right? And we've already gone through tournaments, and now there's another tournament. Martin, how? Do, I, I would have rather he just come out and said Mox versus Jericho or Jericho versus Danielson, you know, for the belt. I'm I'm really looking forward to this particular tournament because yeah. <clears throat> unlike some of the other ones where the sort of the early um the early matches of it are big star kind of mid card or you kind of know who's winning this one's all killer no filler um so like i i can understand maybe being burned out on tournaments i, I just genuinely excited about this one um and if it goes the way i think it's going to go with uh uh danielson Mox final yeah i think that's and, i think that's probably the safe bet yeah and hopefully i hope uh they, they put it on danielson yeah, and that would don't get me wrong point. mox is amazing but you know he had the belt he lost the belt he had the belt he dropped the belt i think it's time to you know go with someone else for a while but you can build a whole entire company around danielson oh easily yeah you really can and i mean imagine even the you know, like even when he gets injured, he still works, which is probably bad, but he still does it. I mean, imagine the matches he can have with the Forbidden Door thing, where he can go to Ring of Honor, where he can do, you know, New Japan, all that kind of stuff. It will be great to see, but it's... He's on Tope Sierra right from the end of his career is the problem. Mm. Uh, but for life of me, I don't know why they they didn't build the company around Jericho and Danielson and Mox. I don't know why they went for the shiny, the shiny unpredictable, you know, because it, it bit them and it has bit them. And it was, look, I like tournaments. I really do. But I'm also eating my words because I'm like, oh, my God, another tournament again. Well, I hope but, but, one thing sorry. to learn from, from all this, and in particular, Tony Khan learns from all this, is that like the, the kind of shoot, is it real, is it not, angles, they're, they're not really that compelling and they have... So, like they're just fraught with the um, uh, chances for blowing up in your face. Yeah, it's it, 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 it's 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 playing football with a landmine. It might yeah, not go off. The, the payoff isn't worth the yeah. The reward isn't worth the risk with them. Yeah. And and the thing is that up until that, the stuff that was really compelling was the stuff that was completely worked. Like uh, like MJF coming back. You, like you knew that wasn't a real. Mm. you know, recorded phone call with TK that he was putting out. But, like, it worked as part of the show and it was, yeah, you know, so, like, look, yeah, I really hope they cool it on the, it, you know, it, Vince Russo shoot but stuff. It's, it's funny you mention it, though, because you're like, oh, he's a wrestling historian. It's like, he didn't learn anything. And, you know, I often say that wrestling, that history in, in, in its entirety, it doesn't repeat itself, it rhymes. And that's when we started seeing this is like, Oh, okay. And you know, thank God that they have Chris Jericho, that they have Daniel who can actually come in and be like, and apparently Chris Jericho has been praised for, you know, putting a lot of this together, um, to fix, fix things. And, you know, if they didn't have that, that, that would be it. You know, it's, it, it's crazy how quick this whole thing can just go because of repeating mistakes that were made. But, um, yeah, look, final word. I'm going to give you a letter grade on this, Martin. Uh, what would you give the show? Uh, B. B, okay. Dave, I think it's going to be a little less for you, is it? Yeah, it was a, it was a C plus. Okay. 
Um, I'd give it probably a C plus as well. Um, again, the the main event was great despite what happened afterwards. Chris Jer- Chris Jericho and Brian Dennison. Of course, it's good. Um, there's a lot of really good stuff there. If you haven't seen it, do watch it, guys. We're gonna take a br- we're gonna take a quick break here on the the Phoenix of M show. So if you're listening to this, um, go over to Nerd to Know Media, and you can also get all the everything you need to do from the, the WrestlingRewind.com. Um, anything you want to plug, Martin, before we wrap up the the FM segment? No, no, just uh, get over to Wrestling Rewind and check out our link tree. We have yeah. a truly glorious link tree. Yeah, we Dara do. daily waters it, clips it, looks after it like a wee bonsai. He's uh, he's very proud of it. I am, I am indeed. Dave, your your big moment. Hashtag Zed yeah, Dave, right? Absolutely, yeah, the hashtag's on. I'll be back in a couple of weeks, fear not. But in the meantime, you can, of course... Don't follow me on Twitter. Don't do it. It's at the Dave Stevens. Do not follow me. Please, I beg you, don't follow me. Don't don't write to me on Twitter. It's public. Anybody can. You can send me messages. I'll read them. Please don't. Um, yeah, that's my plug. Follow Very me on Instagram, though. Same handle. There, there, there you can see me juggle. Very good. Very good. Well, guys, we're gonna be back. We're gonna be back next week here on Phoenix FM, but we're gonna continue on the stream uh, right now. If you have nothing else to do on a Saturday, do you like nerd things? Now check out Nerd to Know Basis here on Phoenix 92.5 FM, 5pm to 6pm, and then head over to nerdtoknowmedia.com for all of our shows as part of the Nerd to Know Media radio network. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. So, uh, guys, switching gears, uh, we're going to go... Switching gears here. Switching Don't gears follow here. follow me. <laughs> <laughs> reverse psychology, folks. Um, please, please follow me. Absolutely. It's like that bit from The Simpsons, you know, the, the liminal, yeah. super liminal and subliminal. Join the Navy. <laughs> it was. Can I ask you a question before I move on to sure. Cash to the Class or whatever it was called? Sure. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't know how to speak. So, um, you said earlier if they had just focused things from the start, from the get-go around uh, Moxley and Danielson, Jericho, like those sort of likes, how much better things would be. But don't you think that a lot of the appeal of AEW was we're bringing in these New Japan and indie guys, these Bucks and Omega that have never had a national TV chance, and we're going to highlight them, and people love them, and it'll bring in internet fans. And... The flip side of that is if you do make it centered around all these WWE guys, aren't you just WCW? And we'd be saying that from the start. I mean, I, I well, appreciate the risk. You know no, what I mean? That's fair. That's fair. But I mean, there's one thing about bringing them in and using them as talent. There's another thing about making them executives of the company. These are different things. Can and somebody please explain to me what that means? Uh, do they get the book matches? Do they get yeah, the right promos? Do they make extra yes. money? What does so, it mean? All of the above, I think. Apparently, prior to last year, it was um, it was a, a genuine role. Like they had serious say in the direction of the company, serious say in storylines. Uh, and at some stage, I can't remember. Maybe it was December last year. Um, for whatever reason, TK sort of had this sit down meeting with them and was like. Look, I'm I'm the booker. I will absolutely take your 
like uh, your suggestions on board and I'll come to you for advice and all that. But the you know we need you can't have four captains of the ship. So they, they've kept the title EVP, um, but apparently nowadays it, it doesn't mean as much as it did, say, in the first year or two of the company. Fashion. Maybe Cody was right to run. What you know? did Cody know? That's it. Cody I mean, Rhodes has never done a good thing in his life. Yeah, so I mean, what, what did he know? What did he know? Like, it's incredible. It's like he leaves. Vince McMahon retires. Triple H takes over. WWE gets popular again. And AEW gets burned to the ground almost. It's a joke, Cody. Please, please don't blacklist me. I like you. <laughs> I, um, I love I thought I thought Cody was on the, the absolute verge, like just right at the tipping point of like an amazing all-time heel turn when he uh, when he left AEW. I know maybe he just didn't want to do it. Maybe he saw the big stars that were coming in and knew, like he did go heel. He did the ultimate heel turn. He went to WWE. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> he became the ultimate heel. Um, but, but yeah, I don't. I don't think it was anything. I, I think his decision was more motivated by, you know, where he was going to be. The bigger star, the reaction yeah. he was getting from audiences, that kind of thing. Yeah, no, that, that's I'm look. Sure there's sure lots of incentives in there from WWE. Like, we would like to use your dad's name more. We want to get some tournaments back under Dusty Roads, like we used to do in NXT. We'll, we want Stardust back. We know. Well, maybe um, he did do that cartwheel at WrestleMania, but he it it allows them to use the Roads name without promoting AEW, and I think from a business standpoint oh my gosh it's best for business is what i'm saying do you think uh if he wins the title at wrestlemania he'll chuck that uh gaudy awful w thing out and unveil the the old winged eagle there has been reports actually that uh belt designs are being changed yeah because it wasn't a cody who brought back like the original Intercontinental oh, I, title. I, I, I hate that belt. I love the Attitude Era. Really? One. Yeah, yeah. I love the Attitude Era one. I really do. It's my favorite one. Yeah. Oh, Which I one was love. silver? That was the one Cody brought back, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I like the silver one. Whichever yeah, I, era I that was from, one. I like that. See, I don't know. I, I, I just like the Attitude Era. But no, but they should bring back the European title, and should have brought it back a class of the, a class of the castle. Well, the European they did bring it back. To they NXT. didn't bring it back. It's still they sure did. It's called NXT Europe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you don't have Al Snow out there pretending to be from France. You know? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to see actual Europeans with it. I want to see Al Snow again, you know? Claudio. Yeah, Claudio. Um, well, yeah, he, he's with uh, Ring of Honor now, fortunately. By the way, another standout on the pay-per-view. Whatever he was doing, lifting that ladder, sure impressed me. Too bad a lot of people ran in and ruined the match. Yeah, it really is a pity because that was um, that was class before that happened, um, and it it just like everything just got forgotten. Like I can't even remember like any of the cool stuff that happened in the first half of it. I think AEW needs to be very careful to not repeat the mistakes of WWE or the mistakes of WCW and doing that kind of stuff. It overbooks things. But one thing that they should do, you know, that I was thinking during the week, and because I saw that meme, where it was like, instead of having TK, um, you know, deal with all these legal issues, you have a match. 
Punk, A Steel and the Dog versus the Bucks. <laughs> Kettle from Hell. TK and a pole match. I was thinking Kettle from Hell. Kettle from Hell would work too, but you know, actually that would even be better. Okay, how about this? Yeah. Kettle from Hell with TK suspended from the ring. By the way, how silly is it just from a rules standpoint that you could win a ladder match before all the participants are in it? Like what? I know that you can't be money in the bank when you're literally putting on money in the bank, but that's Vince Russo stuff right there. And I it love is, it, but not it is. there. They're only short yeah. of like hanging the belt back up and then pinning someone. In the, it's like... <laughs> and, and it's that's such an easy fix. That's something that they could fix just by saying the title won't be lowered until the you know, the final competitors mm. in the ring. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. I like that. And and let's say that you have to get pinned before you can even go up to get the title. <laughs> and then when you get pinned, you have to, you go, have to go into, into a, a cage. I like I, that. This is brilliant. I, like I love that. this. This is... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Vince Russo, and come climb, back. Climbing the ladder gets you the key to the three stages of hell, three-tiered WCW cage. And then one of those has all guitars all over it <laughs> that don't get used. Oh, man. <laughs> what do you want? We're called the Wrestling Rewind. You think we're not going to reference things that are three decades or two decades old? Of course we are. That's what we do. Exactly. I mean, when it's a, when it's a marked improvement over what the current product product is, you know, it's it's fine, you know. But uh, you know, again, I I feel really sorry for Tony Schiavone, and I'd love to ask him, like, did you get flashbacks to Nitro when when uh, uh, Dynamite was happening this week? Because he had to, he had to be like, oh, I've been here before. <laughs> like, I was expecting Mark Madden to come out and you know start saying something horrendous about women. <laughs> oh my oh, god! No. Did you see just a, a, a sweet interlude here for a UK fan, which is probably most of you. Um, did you see what Jerry Lawler posted after the Queen died to Twitter? No. He posted, you know, obviously like something about like takes a king to know a queen or something like that. But, right. you know, rest in peace, blah, blah, blah. He's like, but I'll never forget the time that Michael Cole was knighted by the queen. And he posted like the image of the, the person like... Uh, pretending to be the queen and knighting, and he's like, "Sir Michael," and I'm like, "What is wrong with you?" Did you see William Regal's tweet? Yeah, yeah, it was good. Uh, that was nice. That was good. How are they going to fit Charles's ears onto the stamp? <laughs> I mean, that's that's a true statement. It's Wait, true hold on. The, the the tweet I saw from Regal was "Rest well, my queen." I didn't see. I saw oh people joking about. He followed it up. He put, oh, he put wow. out a tweet saying. Uh, how are they? How are they going to fit Charles's ears onto the stamp? <laughs> oh, that's messed up. I, I have no problem. Sorry, UK people. I have no problem uh, mocking your uh, monarchy because you know we 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 fought and died, so we didn't have to respect it. So I'm cool with it. <laughs> You're aware the other two lads on the call are from Ireland. So <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. We were genocided. Uh, our listener base I'm not attacking <laughs> it's a, it, it, it's it's funny it, it, it is funny like the the whole thing like the the wrestling world covering when real it's like okay so I remember when the Pope died and they did no, no one talked about it in wrestling then when the Queen dies you have wrestling talk about you're like that's weird I mean I don't really like when the real world ties too much into wrestling because you start getting weird things like that 
Right, like you might get fights backstage that have to go to court. Uh, once there's muffins involved, which apparently are really good. I have heard that those muffins are quite good. But apparently but not. I don't want to gloss over that. That was a good Sergeant Slaughter reference, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Alright, lads. So look. The Saturday, um, there was so September third, there was a show in Wales. Not the UK. And well, yeah, Wales is the UK, but I mean not England. And not Scotland, which WWE seem to believe these are all the same places. Certainly not Drew McIntyre's home country. No, absolutely not. I think he'd be very upset. It's like saying that like Seamus is from London or from the UK. Also upsetting. It's not even the country next to it. There's like a buffer of a whole country (laughs) between Wales and Scotland. Now here's the thing: there are some cool things in Cardiff. So if if you're if you're trying to to save some money, you can get the ferry from Dublin to Cardiff. And it's a good spot, apparently, because I haven't been there. I'm actually going to Wales in November, but they have the Doctor Who exhibit there. So if you want to see where Doctor Who's filmed, it's in Cardiff. So there you go. I hear Matt Smith gives tours personally now that he has nothing better to do. I hope so. You know, Morbin time didn't work out for him, so he probably has to go back now and (laughs) and do that, you know. Um, Oh, he's doing that terrible Game of Thrones show, though, isn't he? I think he is on that. I heard good things about it. It's no wow, rings of power, but oh, stop! No, don't do not even do not even do not even toy with me, Dave. Do not even toy with me about that show. Jerry, are you, you going to be in this one or? No, it's the thing. I didn't even realize this was being shot, so I'm not in this one. No, for anyone who doesn't know, I'm in like three series, seasons of Game of Thrones. That's not. That's not a work. That's, that's no. True. That's, that's legit. <laughs> I have an IMDb page. You guys can look it up. <laughs> Marin, what were you saying? Uh, I was just asking, are you not, you're not a fan of House of the Dragon? No, I haven't watched it. I haven't seen uh, it. It's, it's actually really good. Is it? Oh, yeah, I'm, it. I'm genuinely surprised. It's, oh, okay. it's, so far, it's only like four episodes in, but so far it's no, excellent. I, I'm more like uh, unhinged when it comes to Rings of Power because it just kills lore. It just destroys yeah. lore completely. So, I mean, I'm not even going to entertain that. <laughs> Mark, can I ask you like an honest question? This is a wrestling podcast, obviously. Um, as someone who refuses and will never watch the final season of Game of Thrones, would that impact me watching this prequel series? No, no, it's not. Um, okay. There's like, it's done really well. It's very much its own story. Oh, good. There's like sort of wee nods and hints to, you know, for fans. Um, with Rings of Power, I'm actually quite enjoying it. But again, that's because I don't know the whole um you know the real lord of the rings lore i'll put it this way the first five minutes fundamentally destroy the story they're trying to tell and make the the entire lord of the rings third age impossible from happening that's how much of the lore killer is see i, I didn't understand so, any of that so. no that's the thing like <laughs> the, only, the only thing that's been bothering me about it has been the phony irish accents that they've had the the hobbits doing the hobbits do, yeah. Look, if people watch it and enjoy it, but I'm just, I'm not engaging with it because, no, we're not doing it. We are not doing that. But, uh, no, I will watch uh, House of the Dragon. But, you know, I I mean, the thing about Matt Smith, on on the point of Matt Smith, right? I feel bad mm -hmm. for him because everything he's done since Doctor Who has failed. So I kind of wanted to succeed just so he has something to do. Because Morbin Time should have been better. I liked it. I personally enjoyed that. No, that's a lie. It was the most boring thing I've ever seen. So it really was. It was atrocious. It, it was, I like their season in America. It was yeah, that was good. That was good. All right. That's so, how I. That's, you know, it's it's. Uh, but but here here's the thing. You've been working on me accents, so let me know how I'm doing. 
terrible. That's very good Jamaican. Very good Jamaican. <laughs> yeah, it's like when uh, your man, what's your man, uh, Paul Rudd, you know, yeah. just slapping the bass, and it's like Jamaican. <laughs> but um, okay, so f- some sad news from WWE actually, and it has kind of bummed me out. Um, Pat McAvee is not going to be doing commentary anymore. Uh, bizarrely, yeah. he's switched like a leading, like very upfront role with a major international company. To, is he being like an announcer on, on college, college football. football? Yeah. <laughs> is college football like really big in the US, Dave? Apparently it is, Dave, yeah, is it? Yeah, so I'll be watching the Bama game tomorrow at 10 a.m. Um, but that's Alabama, University of Alabama's game. Um, is, but, that, is that Roll Tide? That's Roll Tide. Ah, yeah, absolutely. I, I know so, um, Shout out to Josh Bowell, who's not listening watch... to the show at all. Go no, on. he's not. But if, <laughs> Josh, if you're listening, we'll translate this into Spanish for you. You're welcome. One person that gets that joke. Um, so, yeah, it's, it is it is popular game day, which is what he's going to be on. Basically, it's like a pre-show where they talk about the games of the day and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, it's it's disappointing in some aspects because I've seen casual fans, whether that's, you know, Jenna, who laughs whenever McAfee talks. Um, it's made me listen to his podcast, a couple, couple cool episodes of that. Um, it's definitely going to be a, a loss to the entertainment factor because it's, I mean, I've always been a coal miner, but with Pat McAfee, I really love Michael Cole. Um, so they, they have a really cool dynamic going on there. So yeah, it's it's a sad day for the WWE in terms of commentary because is after years... Is Cold Miner a reference to one of these college teams, or is no, that what you co- call Michael no. Cole? <laughs> They're called Michael that, Cole fans. What year was that? was in like 20, <laughs> 20, 2011, 2010, yeah. Like yeah, at one point... Martin, but he had his glass cage that he said. Yeah, at one point he had a glass cage where he'd be in it and he said, like, this is for coal miners. I'm just stunned that he's ever had enough fans that they warranted he didn't. their own name. He, he was massive. <laughs> this was his massive heel turn where he like had the WrestleMania win and everything over Jer- Jerry Lawler. <laughs> yeah, if, if you discount what happened with Vince, I mean, that made SmackDown having two undefeated WrestleMania uh, wrestlers on commentary, both Michael Cole and Pat McAfee, unfortunately. But also, McAfee lost his second match. But I mean, is it ever fair to have two matches back to back? But in all seriousness, though, I mean, even before, even when Vince was there and commentary was terrible, Pat McAfee managed to do his own thing. So, I mean, at least now, and he was my favorite. Actually, funny and true story. The first episode of SmackDown that Pat McAfee is on is on. That's the episode that I'm on the the Thunderdome, so you can see me behind oh, okay. them. Okay. Gotcha. So, I mean, it's you know, there you go. To put that you're on, very, the, you're not very one of the lads that was cutting heads off, or <laughs> no, I was there the whole time. It was it was grand, but um, yeah, no, I think they had ironed that uh, out. Now, at that point, <laughs> when Chris Benoit was running, yeah, when Benoit stopped showing up on the shows, but um, yeah. didn't Omega show up on one of those Omega shows? showed up? Yeah, he was watching yeah. one time. Yeah, uh, <laughs> when he when he wasn't getting bitten, um, <laughs> allegedly. Um, That's why it needs to be a kennel from Hellman. <laughs> a steel in the cage. Just like <laughs> he, he's rebranded now. Yeah. He, he he's rebranded now as like Pepper the Dog. That's a new gimmick, you know. <laughs> I mean, let me book uh, AEW. It'd be terrible, and I'd, I'd entertain myself something first. But um, I mean, I thought your courtroom booking was fantastic. Thank you. If you book AEW like that. It'd thank be you. Fantastic. I pre- I, pre- I appreciate it. That's what I do it for 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 the lulls and the memes. 
Um, okay, but seriously, seriously, guys, right? This show, I genuinely thought this was a better show from start to finish. It was much tighter. It was only like, what, six matches? And that main event, probably one of the best main events of the year. And also, I do have to say, Seamus and Gunther, holy hell, why was that match so good? And I hope this leads to a lot more. So, uh, who wants to take the lead on this? Martin does. Martin, go for it, sir. Um, yeah, I enjoyed <clears throat> Clash. I, well, I mean, like obviously coming from me, I didn't think it was a patch on All Out. Um, but I thought Seamus and Walter had just one of the matches of the year. It's it's the kind of thing that you know Walter was doing in NXT, and that Seamus is just like you can see it when he's out there. He's just desperate to do. <laughs> he wants to be let off the leash. Um, some of it uh, didn't really hit for me. I've, I've real concern, and as much as I want to like her, and I know that she's got a huge support uh, amongst the fans, I've real concerns about Liv Morgan as champion. Um, How dare you! <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, oh, no. And and I thought Shayna oh, Baszler no. would have been would have been great. Um, and the 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 match that I was most looking forward to. Uh, Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle because I thought in ring that would be brilliant I was a little bit let down by it it didn't it was still a good match it didn't reach just I think these two are phenomenal in ring uh. performers and I, I genuinely think that they have a five star match in them and for whatever reason it just didn't quite quite reach it there is some heat um, between them though apparently yeah, but like they're you not know. biting each other backstage. So. <laughs> I love that's the bar now. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's, the bar. that's the standard. <laughs> How bad is it? Well, they're not biting each other, so it's not too bad. I mean, over, overall, the show was good. Uh, I, I mean, I, I actually hold on one some... second, one second, Martin. So, long-term listeners of this show will remember the Katie Vick scale, right? We're bringing this back. So, <laughs> oh, on a ter- on a terms of one to ten, <laughs> it's one... the Katie Vick scale. <laughs> One to five Katie Vicks, right? Five being the worst, one being the least. <laughs> How bad was the CM Punk brawl or melee on the Katie Vicks scale? I'm going to go to you, Dave, first. How many Katie Vicks was it? I didn't see it. I don't know. No, but like... It hasn't aired yet. From, from the first <laughs> air, he just recorded it. It's going to be on It's going to be on the Elite YouTube channel. Uh, no, okay. Uh, the backstage <laughs> story. How, how bad was it? Biting, allegedly, and... Melee. I'm gonna say three, three Katie Vicks. Ooh, that's generous. I, 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 I mean, it's a one. Let's just say it's true. Let's just say it's a work. It's a one. Um, it's a one. It's a work. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Because it, Katie Vick was a work. Yeah. Um, if not, um, then it's five Katie Vicks. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Dave? Oh, it's what you, you, Martin. Um, yeah, I'd be in terms of Katie Vicks. I'd be inclined to go to the the lower end of the scale, just because. I mean, the whole thing about the Katie Vick angle was that they sat down, they wrote that out, they filmed that, they edited it. <laughs> and at no stage did anybody say, shall we stop? <laughs> shall we not do this? This might be going so, too far. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I don't think they're directly comparable. But, uh, yeah, maybe we need, we need the Katie Vick scale for... Um, angles and stuff that happens in the show, and then we need the the ace steel chomper scale for. I love that. I love that. Okay, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Okay, okay. So we're enshrining that now. The Katie Vick scale of stuff that's on the show that's written and kayfabe, and then the ace seal. 
<laughs> the A-Steel Chomper scale is for like real shootings. I love that. Martin, that's that's amazing. Incredible. I Incredible. So I, I, it's just a shame that we didn't have, we didn't like break that out for when we were going through WCW stuff. But then we have it in Shrine. Oh my God. So I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Okay. So there we go. Okay, folks. Um, so yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, so I'd, the only other thing I'd say about the, the Clash of the Castle was, um, like I say, overall great show. Could have done without the singing at the end. That was weird. Um, I'm not going to lie. It, look, and oh, here's the thing. Up to that point, that was the weirdest thing that happened that weekend. Little did <laughs> <Yeah>. we know. <laughs> how, how naive we were. <clears throat> um, I love Drew McIntyre's just... old music came back, though. Broken That dreams. was pretty cool. That was yeah. so cool. Seamus asked for his old music back, too, but they said no. He might get it back eventually when he goes uh, proper face. Because yeah. it's a lot better. Uh, the, the only other thing issue that I had with it was I mean it's the same kind of production stuff that uh, I mean this is just a style thing either like it or you don't that I've always had with WWE it's it's very camera cuts mm. there's matches and then there's 20 minutes of other stuff before there's another match you know there's ads and uh, you know promo codes and then backstage stuff and then uh, video package and then you know, there's like 20 minutes yeah. between matches and there's just stuff like that. But that's just WWE stylistic stuff. Yeah, you you have a great point. Like, doesn't it suck when advertisers actually want to invest in your product and not have their product next to a guy slicing somebody up with a pizza cutter? I mean, you great point. Great point. <laughs> that's, that's product integration. <laughs> that's product placement. Forget augmented reality. I keep getting these ads for um, these Japanese knives. There you go. You should partner with them. Like, we're going to use these knives to blade. <laughs> just bring um, a massive knife to blade like um look i i would say the there is this criticism and i don't i want to get your opinion on it guys um should roman reigns have lost like i know we said martin last week that i honestly thought roman reigns was gonna lose uh at least one of the belts were you yeah. upset that drew didn't win martin um, no, I wasn't upset because I, I, I didn't think he was going to. By the way, firstly, yeah, you, you actually called it, so fair play. Yeah, cause firstly, I, I think the the only... They've made Reigns so dominant that the only person who can take it off him now is, is Cody Rhodes. That he's beaten everybody else and, and beaten them fairly decisively. He's beaten uh, Lesnar, like the top guy in the company for the past You know who he hasn't years. beaten? A steel. He hasn't, <laughs> hasn't gone against the chomper on chair tower. Did yes. you like that they name dropped some of the people that he beat and they included on that list um, Daniel Bryan and John Cena and there was somebody else um, that's in AEW currently. Daniel Bryan yes. and somebody else. And I was like, whoa, okay. Okay. Yeah, Maybe it would. This is one of Triple H's things that he's, he's opening up the the wrestling world a wee bit more because WWE for years was like, you know, a just bubble. this enclosed bubble where only WWE happens and nothing outside it. <laughs> like, even when they brought Cody back, it's like, his first time back in the ring in six years. Like, well, no. No, I love when he brought AJ up. It's like, he was in Florida. <laughs> he was a champion in Florida. It's like, what's in Florida? He's <laughs> in Florida. He spent some time in Tennessee. Um, but yeah, I'll, let me run through some things on the card real quick to get us caught up to the main event because I think that's what everybody wants to talk about. Um, damage control did absolutely nothing for me whatsoever. I, I want to like it, but didn't didn't hit. 
Uh, like you said, that was probably match of the year between Sheamus and Gunther. Uh, that blew my mind. Um, it's uh, man, that is one of the most vicious, just straightforward brawling matches that I've seen in quite some time. To the point that I realized ten or fifteen minutes over at Lowe's, um into the match, probably about ten, um, that. They hadn't really, maybe there was like one slam. I'm like, they're not even slamming each other. They're literally just beating the hell out of each other and seeing what happens. And that is such a nice change of pace from, listen, I will watch somebody do 150 flips and I'll do 150 flips of excitement in my belly because that's what I love. That's what brings me into wrestling is that crazy athleticism. But there's a time and a place where you have just a slug fest with a couple suplexes and you go, oh, this is different. That hurts. It helps that Seamus is pure white. And as such, you know, he's completely highlighted in red because I mean, it was going to town across his pecs. But it also brings up an interesting thing, which was the reaction that Seamus got was astronomical. And I, I don't know why the answer to this is Seamus, but my fiance's favorite wrestler is Seamus. And it was, a, it's always, I always find it fun to watch wrestling with really casual fans. So we watched this match together in particular. And at the end of it, instead of being like, wow, that was a really good match. Cause like during it, she was super hyped, super into it, just like I was. But at the end when Seamus lost, it's like when you're a child on Christmas and mm-hmm. Santa comes and you are so happy. It's that same type of elation that you get or disappointment is what I'm trying to say. Like you get both ends of the spectrum. And it was that conversation yeah. uh, after wasn't, wow, that was a really good match, but it stunk. He lost. It was, that was terrible. Really? I, I don't like, why would they do that? That was terrible. Oh, like, why wouldn't they just have him win? I don't get it. Like, and I remember what it's like to watch wrestling with that attitude. And it's still real. It, it's re- it's still real. Yeah. And that's kind of how I was watching AEW all out um, yeah. was with that same type of mentality of I don't understand why they did this. This would make more sense to me or I would enjoy yeah. this more. Why didn't they do that? But it's so funny I get that. That's what happened um, in the main event for a lot of people, too. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to kind of get to that thanks Very good for point. speeding me up well, but ju- it was good that before you yeah, get yeah. to the main event Dave um, don't worry I'll talk the, lusciously the about th- Liv Morgan don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> the only other thing because well, just while we're still on the subject of the the Seamus uh, Walter match mm-hmm. the only other thing I'd have to say about it is the real winner of it was the IC title yeah because mm-hmm. that looked properly that, legit now it looked like if two guys are going to go out and are willing to kill each other that's a, a championship worth having. That's a title with prestige and with a real, um, you know, a real reason for having it. You know, yeah. it's not just a mid card thing. It's um, it's pretty much like what the TNT title was originally, although it's lost it a wee bit lately. But um, this match, I thought, did wonders just for the the icy title. If they keep, if lineage. they keep, if they keep doing matches like that, it will be exactly what the icy belt was always supposed to be your next yeah, world right. champion or the second belt in the company. Because, I mean, the Universal Championship um, or the WWE Universal Championship, the two belts, that needs to go. That's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous thing. They need to stop doing that. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I I agree, Martin. I think you're you're spot on on that. One one point I did want to mention, I was uh, there was like a meme in one of the Facebook groups, and it was Seamus, and I was actually on the bus going through Dublin where Seamus used to live. And I just took a picture of like this big mural to Seamus and nobody believed it was real. It's 100% real. There's a massive mural <laughs> to Seamus where he used to live. Funny story though, a boss I had was Seamus's old boss. So I said I told oh, that wow. story. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he used to he's a cybersecurity engineer apparently by trade. So there you go. Seamus, he uh he gave up he gave up the glitz and glamour of cybersecurity to <laughs> to kick people. Well, <laughs> I'm the dare you. about the mural because um I mean, I, I don't know what's wrong with Irish media, but we're such a small country and we have some of the biggest wrestling stars in the world. And they just don't acknowledge it at all. Ah, uh, you see, like, there's a reason Becky for Lynch, There's a reason for Becky that. Becky Lynch Yeah, well, Becky Lynch headlined WrestleMania. And whether you think wrestling's silly or not, that's a local Limerick slash Dublin girl done yep. good, putting yep. on, you know, doing what she does in front of 70,000 people. And if you were watching or reading, uh, you know, Irish newspapers, listening to the radio that weekend, you wouldn't know what was happening. No, it's very, much huh. the, it's very much the same thing that happens with the metal community. It's just because the Irish media has deemed it not worthy, it's not worthy. Like, you watch RTE and you have, and this is not a, this is not a job, but we're going to do like for like, you watch women's soccer and there's like two people in the crowd. They're like, oh, isn't it great? It's like there were two people there. Becky Lynch performed in front of 70,000 people and you just don't care. Yeah. It's just because you haven't deemed it that way. And if people have a problem with that, let us know. <laughs> because that's kind of how it is. It's 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 very frustrating because we are such a small country that like we have some of the biggest stars in the world in WWE right now. And they just <laughs> don't care. Like Dave, it's wild. Like in 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 um in the US you know, wrestling has much more of even actually in the UK, there's a much higher prestige of wrestling for some reason than well, this is what's blowing my mind because to hearing you guys' perspective on this is really fascinating because as someone who lives in the US when I'm watching the product, they made it out. Like all of Ireland was behind Becky Lynch and she was this superstar there and thus so what we're fed from the machine for the storyline is not what you're actually seeing on the ground, which is... Well, I mean... It's, yeah. it's disappointing to hear. Uh, I mean, it makes sense. I, I get it. Like, it's wrestling, obviously. It's they're wrestling. Gonna say, That's the problem. They're going like, to exaggerate. Like it's but, well, look, with Conor McGregor, um, for example, right? The, 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 the like, right. For, like, Conor McGregor would, would, would have more of a... Would be more of a, like, mainstream acceptance, right? Than wrestling. But, yeah, no, I mean, like... And, and trust me, what CM Punk did to the Bucks allegedly is nothing compared to what happened between Khabib and uh, Conor McGregor. So I right. think anything. Conor McGregor possible. and some old fella in a bar. <laughs> oh yeah. I didn't he fight mm-hmm. a bus one time as well. It should, well, like, that's yeah. same 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 situation, kind of same people involved. But yeah, through a chair, through a bus, and a girl had to get stitches or something like that. Crazy. There you go. But anyway, there's the match: Conor McGregor, CM Punk, CM Punk, and uh, and A Steel versus the Bus. The books, <laughs> the <bus. laughs> Kenny Omega in a Kenneth from Hell match with TK and uh, Dana White suspended above. This this writes itself. It does book write it, itself. Look, you can even I will book it. We can even put the kennel in the in like the baggage underneath the bus. I think it's <laughs> I think it's all perfect. But it's no, perfect. Um, it was nice seeing Imperium back. They should get yeah. a shout out, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah, Liv Morgan won. Um, really, all I can say is I'm really glad you don't botch as much as you used to, Liv. Keep it going. Um, but true story, though. There's a chair sitting next to me that has her face on it. It's from the last WWE pay-per-view before the pandemic. 
Um, it's got other people's faces. Shayna Baszler is on there as well, and Daniel Bryan, hilariously, and Roman Reigns. But um, it's nice to have her next to me when I'm watching wrestling. I just feel extra connected to Liv. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy she wins. I don't, I mean, it's just handing the title back to Ronda at some point. So we'll see what they do with it. She's keeping it warm. She's keeping it warm. Yeah. Um, Actually, can I bring like up one, guys, can I bring up one thing yeah. real quick? So is Dominic Mysterio, are they implying yeah, that Dominic you. Mysterio is actually Eddie Guerrero's son? Is that the I implication? Mean, I mean, they're, they're, they're hinting at they're it. They're really heavily. going hard at it. Yeah. Like that. Cause when I walk away from this, I'm like, okay, so Rhea, Rhea Ripley is banging Dominic. Or, or, yeah, and Dominic yeah. is actually a Guerrero. That's what I got from that. And what I got for this is they made everybody from the UK region out like, yo, we're from the UK. It doesn't matter if we're good or bad. Root for us. But poor Finn Balor gets no respect, no acknowledgement of even where he's from during the show. I was like, come on, you're doing it for everybody else. Like, yeah, but he's why, yeah. why not? Well, I mean, he's from Bray, and Bray's not a very colorful... Apologies to anyone who's listening from Bray, but it's a very grey place. I mean, it's Bray. Martin, you've been to Bray, haven't you? I've, I've been to Bray, yeah. yeah I it's mean, nice, but I mean... I'm currently living in East Belfast, so... <laughs> yeah, so there you go. I mean, it's a bit, it's about an hour and a bit away. So just so I understand, you don't like him because of where he grew up? No, I'm. it's not a very sexy place. It's not like you're like, <laughs> from Las Vegas, Nevada. Or not even um, Ireland. It's from where, from very Wicklow. Ireland, though, is the equivalent of you. You have to understand that we don't care. You can say from Ireland, that we'll be happy. <laughs> I suppose like, that's, that's a good point. I suppose that's a good that's point. But like when you hear, like, do you Ray, guys care when you hear like from like blank blank Texas? You're like, okay, he's from Texas. Well, you're funny, not like, well, he's from Dallas or he's so from San Antonio. So funny, so f- funny like, and true story, right? Growing up, a lot of who weren't grown up, um, a lot of people were always surprised how. I knew lots of state capitals, right? As like mm-hmm. a kid. And the reason for that is, you know, I've never been to Boise, Idaho, but I know Tori Wilson's from there, right? <laughs> and then it wasn't until years later when I was talking to Gary and we were doing uh, the, the the international desk. He was like, yeah, I knew all the state capitals because <laughs> the wrestlers were from them. So, I mean, yeah, I, it just sounds more exotic, I suppose, when you hear like Boise, Idaho rather than Bray Wicklow. That's why I failed geography, because I always just used to put parts unknown in. Parts unknown? <laughs> That's where Kane's from. Death Valley. Death Valley. <laughs> it's a real place, though. It is a real place. Um, but I did like in that match, well, not the match, actually the end of it, um, didn't believe in Dominic, have never believed in Dominic, and then as he's walking up the entrance ramp, he turned around, and the great camera work that they do in WWE caught him giving the smuggiest, snarkiest smirk that I have ever seen. And all of a sudden, I was like, I hate you. And I'm like, you win. It worked. You got over. I don't know how. You got over from somebody who doesn't want you to get over. And you gave me that look, and they followed through on Raw with keeping that same attitude, because clearly they saw it on camera as well. You make that work, and maybe Dominic will actually amount to a single star. It's it's not impossible. Um, like we talked about... I don't have anything to add about the Rollins and Riddle match. It was good. Um, you asked the question, Dara, um, about whether the main event ending was disappointing. And my take on it at first was 
well, I'm just going to enjoy this match and Drew's going to win, right? And that's yeah. how I was watching it the entire time. That's was, how I well, watched that, it too. That pinfalls, yeah, I yeah. took no pinfall seriously whatsoever. It didn't matter what they were doing. But then he lost. Yeah. And that's when I went, wrestling still gets me. Because I want to be surprised. I want to make, I, I, I want to see what makes the most sense for wrestling happen because drew thought he was off the air which is hilarious yeah but drew he's like do we keep going do we keep going yeah that's funny but he made a comment right before that which was you know forget about this superficial like i'm from here so i should win that's not verbatim what he said but that's what he was implying like let's just enjoy that wrestling is back in the uk and thriving Mm. and it was him acknowledging the only reason I'm being booked right now for this match and you guys are going crazy and just success because of where it is. And yeah. I realize that and you realize that, but let's forget it and just have fun. Fair. And that made it really difficult for me because I went in thinking, well, Drew has to win. He has to win. It just makes sense. And then I was like, no, no, it doesn't. And that's coming from somebody that said throughout the entire pandemic, he deserves to win in front of a live crowd because he never got to experience that. He won and he lost without a fan in attendance. And yet when he had the best support he will ever get, I also realized that's the best support he will ever get. He will never be that over again for Mm. the rest of his career title or not. Mm. So there's no point in giving it to him. And I know that, is contrary to the popular opinion and it kind of sucks to hear and it sucks to say, but I think it actually makes sense in terms of should he have won or should he have not? No, you Mm. gave us a surprise. Mm. You shocked us Mm. and you're carrying a storyline further where we know Roman's going to drop the belt. But at this point we don't know who or when, because if you're not going to give it up to Drew and everything is aligned and all the constellations are in a straight line for the first time since Sagittarius was in bloom. Yeah, no, it's, it's going to mean something. So that title's given up. And then like we talked about with the IC title, they made it mean something. It's a silly that it's two belts. I'm sure they'll combine into one. But man, whoever ends Roman's reign, mm, that's going to be a person. That was good. Um, no, it's funny, right? Because it's I heard some people complaining. Oh, Triple H doing the same thing that Vince would do. Ugh. And you're like, oh, stop. Just, you know, please stop. But I was laughing because I, I, so I want to give a shout out to two pages on Facebook. One, AEW fan said what? And cringy wrestling stuff. Right, I really enjoyed those two pages. That's where I'm getting all the memes that I'm subjecting my two co-hosts to on the regular, particularly when it <laughs> pertains to CM Punk and his uh, alleged biting friend. Um, yeah, don't follow us on Twitter. Please don't, because you'll see great memes, and <laughs> exactly. nobody wants to see that, so no, don't follow us. Nobody wants to see the memes. But it was funny, because I saw I saw a comment that was clipped, and it was just like, oh, uh, Tyson Fury can punch a WWE star, but if I do it, it's assault. And someone's like, wrestling isn't real. <laughs> It's amazing. And I was like, <laughs> why would you think that? <laughs> why would you think Maybe he was just inspired by CM Punk. Or maybe CM Punk no, was inspired by Havoc. Maybe. And that's what I was thinking. I was like, wow, that was posted a day before <laughs> this actually was CM Punk happened. So, I mean, yeah, it was funny. I was like, well, for some people, wrestling still is real. And I, you know, obviously, because we we're covering this week on week, Dave, yourself, myself, I'm covering this for, you know, over 10 years or whatever at this point. And it's just like, yeah, wrestling can still get you, you know, and I mean, this show was so unique 
it was so different. It had a different crowd to it. Um, I, I WWE should do it more. They should really come over to the UK more. Um, they will never give come, you hope. Well, they never come to Ireland because <laughs> why would they? I, I, I understand, and I, yeah, I, do, they never I do. Will. And by the way, love love the fact that you guys aren't part of the UK. But well, we haven't been for hundred years. Since it's within, I, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Since I'm not that. Well, give I, or take eighty years. My, my major is history. Um, Fair. Uh, but my point, my point is, does this give you hope that there is going to be more major WWE internationally broadcast shows within driving distance of you, which is not something you guys get very often? Dave, you're aware there's water. <laughs> there's also fairies. I don't know if you That's were alive a hundred years ago, Darren. But we have I just wanted to know. Things. I just wasn't sure if you're like driving distance. Like, there's water. Listen, <laughs> you know? listen. What did Stephen Wright say? Everywhere is within walking distance if you have enough time. I'm just employing that same mentality. Fair. No, to be fair, you actually can get the you can get a bus from Dublin to London that goes through Wales, and it's through a ferry. So, no, I'm I'm just uh, I'm just giving you some guff. That's all. Um, well, you didn't answer my question. So, does this give you some excitement that you'll have? Some I think so. Yeah, in countries near you, like yeah, I think so. I mean, like. I mean- Sorry, Martin. You you can take this first. I'll I'll, I'll go on after. It just it, it it makes sense for them to do because, like, you can tour and tour the U.S. and and North America and that all you want, and you're eventually gonna like you're gonna burn towns out. But it doesn't matter what happens in you know in Ireland or Britain. Like any time we get a big show over here, it's gonna be massive. Like it's gonna it's gonna be huge news locally. So you're you're gonna guarantee a sellout stadium. You're gonna guarantee like a white hot crowd. These so tickets I, are crazy I expensive. Just, These tickets were like nearly four hundred bucks each. And every single one of them sold. Yeah, so, like I, I know I mean, two people that went and they spent four hundred euro each. Oh that's mania ticket level. Crazy, that's crazy. money. Crazy I'm not do you know, like, whoa. Do you know what front row was? Uh oh, I no, I've no idea. It had to be grand and a half probably easy. Yeah, because I know, I, I just had curiosity. I looked at Mania, and I think they were like f- three to five grand for first row. And I that's was what, like, that's are what you one, that, kidding me? That's what One Night Stand was. One Night Stand was like four grand for front row. Hmm. Yeah. Have to sign Bowen for the window. I can't. Um, but it, it just makes business sense. I, I don't know why they wouldn't be over well, this side of the Atlantic every other year. Well, look, it, know, makes way, it, makes, it, makes, show. it makes way more. Because, like, yeah, like the UK, for some reason, is probably the second biggest market for wrestling. Purely by a lot of the wrestling shows that you watch on YouTube, they're all... Wait, it, wait it's not Saudi Arabia? <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't say Saudi Arabia, you just name the city. You just say you just Jeddah. Say, you just you say Jeddah. <laughs> Jeddah exists on its own. On its own. Midland, I, I don't know what gets us against TOS, I don't know. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, like, when you're watching lots of shows on YouTube and that, it's all lads from the UK. I mean, like, it seems like on the internet, WWE and AEW are bigger in the UK than they are in the US in lots of ways. It's weird. So, I mean, it makes it makes more sense to do this than to do a random house show that nobody sees. Now, don't get me wrong. I like WWE house shows. They actually are quite fun. But this probably made them, one, a heck of a lot more money, made a lot more sense, and got a lot of people more enthused about the product because one it's under triple h so this is probably the this is the first show that they've done outside the outside of the u.s canada thing um under triple h but maybe people who didn't watch wrestling were like oh i'll go to this and get some cheap seats because the cheap seats for the uk shows are always like 30 
30 pounds anyway so they're not that bad um, and I'm sure there were cheap seats for this as well and it, I think yeah we are going to see more of these shows and it makes a lot more sense to do it would he do it in, in Dublin? no which sucks but probably London probably Manchester probably Glasgow which is a really weird way to pronounce Glasgow but that's how they always pronounce Glasgow for some reason uh, but yeah, Edinburgh Edinburgh <laughs> Oh man, but um, yeah, I I think we'll see more of these absolutely. Uh, probably next year, maybe once a year. They should do one once a year. Uh, but I suppose a better question, Dave, will it be a SummerSlam? No. Will it be a <laughs> WrestleMania? No. But it, it not could, a WrestleMania. It could but be a I'll tell you series, what, though. they could do a Survivor Series legitimately. They could. Yeah. Well, not a Rumble because you need to fly no. too many people over yeah, that yeah, are surprises. Yeah. But like. A SummerSlam, I could actually see being a yes, because really? I can't tell you how nice it was that it was a Saturday, so U.S. time for me, for it to be a Saturday afternoon at one o'clock, and I could be like, you know what, there's a really major wrestling pay-per-view on, let me check it out, this isn't going to make me have to stay up real late at night, or uh, have to watch it on replay the next day. I look at Dave complaining, man, look at Dave complaining, <laughs> oh, I have to stay up to eight o'clock, oh my god, we have to stay up to, it starts at one, it finishes at four. <laughs> In the morning for I was, us. I was sitting no up at 6 a.m. watching CM Punk bury the company. I <laughs> no, sympathy. no sympathy. No sympathy. Dave, that game will not work with us, my friend. No way. It will not work. We spent our entire life. Re- people are like, Daryl, why, why are you able to stay up so late? I'm like, because I'm a lifelong wrestling fan. There is no time for me. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. I just stay up late for AEW, though. <laughs> Oh no! Uh, Martin, I have an early, I have an early bedtime now, guys. Have a kid, you'll understand. <laughs> Still, no sympathy. Since the age of eight, actually younger, one a.m. has been when wrestling is on. So, it's a, it is nice to watch a show that's on at like a human time, you know. Like that's, dub, that's when uh, ECW stay. Really, <laughs> really, it was like either oh, eleven wow. or one. Well, yeah, the censors couldn't. Oh, you had yeah, to be careful with it that. It used to be on after Raw, wasn't it? Yeah, it was on super late. And yeah. Raw ended here at like 11.15. 11, 11, so, yeah. yeah. Um, but one thing before before we like kind of close this out, um, we were talking about the fact that, you know, who's really left for Roman. Let's forget that. Who makes sense? I agree with Martin. I think the only one who makes sense is Cody. He's the only one that's protected enough to beat him. Genuinely. Do you honestly think... That fans care enough about Cody Rhodes. There's nobody else. Yeah, they don't have dude. Else. I mean, well, they're they're lining up Braun Strowman next. I don't think he'll win it. That's um, true. But they're actually, lining Karrion up Cross as well. Apparently, they're they're lining up to for a massive push. They've actually like yes. they've written him out. Apparently, he never debuted. That wasn't really him. So now they're like he's back. Uh, I, yeah. I think they're lining those guys up because he can't wrestle nobody between now and next next April. You know, well, I, he's not even wrestling somebody on the next pay per view. He's a full-time talent, and that's what we weren't supposed to get with Brock, and it's just very confusing. Yeah, I, 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 it, to me, it just looks like it's been kept for for Cody. It, it makes a lot of sense. He's the only one he hasn't faced, let alone that he hasn't beaten. Um, and Cody's talking about you know the legacy of his dad, the legacy of that old title, mm. and that problem you were talking about, Dara, about having these two belts. Yeah. You know, Cody can solve that by coming in and winning it and unveiling, you know, like whatever the new unified title will. WWE yeah. title is. You know, what they should do is 
rock up to Kenny Omega and be like, hey man, how's that bite doing? Don't worry. Here's a boatload of money. Come on over. That's what I do. Okay, I'm going to pitch you something crazy. Um, Seth Rollins turns face because he's been complaining constantly about WWE on Twitter, which we all know is a work because all their tweets have to be pre-approved. Um, the fans sing along with his entrance to no stop, whether they're in the UK or the US, it doesn't matter. Their former partly though, just because that song was specifically made to sing along to, like you could have, as they should be, as they should be. Um, but yeah, I mean, could you even hum Roman Reigns' theme right now? Because I can't, it's terrible, (laughs) it's abysmal. Um, but have Seth Rollins. Have him form his own shield, bring some guys up from NXT 2.0 um, to go against the Usos and Zayn and whoever. Bring Kevin Owens in to go against Zayn to be his factor and let that kind of turn it into a decade-long storyline of Seth finally overcoming Roman and realizing his betrayal led to all of this and that Roman's left that, but Seth still has it in him and... I don't know. I think that's the only person on the roster I point to as this would make logical sense. I, I mean, everything else is great. It'd be cool if Cody came in for the pop, but for long-time storytelling, I don't know. Am I, I don't know. Is that just me, or did you see where I'm going with that? I have one. I have one better. Okay. Right? So you do that, and he gets beaten. Lights go off. Green lights hit. Triple H walks out. Oh, my God. Wins the belt. And then hands it to AJ Styles. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so... Um, well, I here's the thing. Actually, hold on, hold on. In all seriousness, right? The Fiend. Why not The Fiend? He, well, because he's a terrible wrestler. Oh, this is Roman. <laughs> he, he is a terrible wrestler. But remember... he can, <laughs> has never stopped him before. He has never stopped him before. He can just do all the spooky stuff. And that's it. You know, he, they can have a, a fun house match. <laughs> and that way, that, no, I'm deadly serious. I'm not doing a bit. They could have a fun. No, I, it match. does. It could happen. And that way, Roman Reigns doesn't get. It's like the same with John Cena, right? Right. Yeah. So if he goes back, and they can do the whole story, and you can bring in Seth Rollins, you can bring in all the people he's betrayed, and do it that way. If they really want to keep him strong, they can do that. So like the ghost of Reigns' past. Yeah, exactly. It takes yeah. all the ghosts together to defeat him. Yeah, and then you have uh, Bray Wyatt come back, and that's his return. You know, it's By like way, nobody else can beat me. That are, for those of you that are listening to this, and like, why are they talking stupid ideas? We booked a courtroom earlier, guys. <laughs> Deal with it. Uh, did you believe at all in um, the younger Uso being a viable threat? Or no. you're like, wow, he looks too young to go yet. Yeah, and, and no, he's I didn't. In the, I've seen him in the ring, and I'm not, I'm not trying to put him down in any way. I'm just saying from a TV standpoint. Yeah, no, it was, it was the weakest one. But the weakest part of the whole match was Tyson Fury. I mean, yeah, he's legitimately undefeated. But I'm also like, I just hate when they have... When you have oh, when you have people like this showing up, uh, even the attitude era when we're watching shows or whatever, and you see um, Mike Tyson. Uh, no, not Mike Tyson. The the English guy. You know, I'm the juggernaut. You know what? The, that guy. Oh, Vinny. Vinny. Yeah, Jones. Vinny Jones. It, it, Tyson Fury gives me Vinny Jones vibes, and I'm like, I hate this. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I really hate this. It, it didn't bother. Oh no, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say, it didn't bother me when he knocked out Austin. I thought that was funny. I, did I need him later in the match? No, I no, I definitely didn't. 
What, what, what about you, Martin? What, did, did you, were you annoyed by that? Because that's the only part of the match that really pulled me out. It, it, it doesn't bother me when people from a legitimate fighting background can get in and knock out a wrestler or go toe-to-toe with a wrestler. What, mm. what I absolutely hate is when they bring a goddamn actor or a singer or oh, yeah. Jake friggin' Paul or some of them in. They need more and, Fred Durst. And they go toe-to-toe with a wrestler or knock out a wrestler. I'm like, ah, lads, come on. You're but, devaluing the whole thing. I, 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 Chris... I actually think Logan Paul's really good. Oh, Logan Paul is a term. Chris Armel, actually, he became a legitimate wrestler mm-hmm. after after his storyline with Stardust. Yeah. Apparently he's really good, which is you weird. Steven? Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and that's yeah, great. Steven but the, Sorry, at, at the time, whenever they're coming in as like a singer or as an actor, and then they, you know, knock out a wrestler like i didn't like mickey rourke you know yeah Batra i didn't like that either chris jericho well he caused know. himself an oscar over that because he gave away <laughs> that they were supposed to have a wrestlemania match and he uh, didn't win an oscar because yeah, that leaked wwe true. was furious because they wanted him to show up with an oscar yeah yeah that's true. um oh i didn't know that that's yeah. true yeah he deserved an oscar for that he was brilliant he was supposed to get one <laughs> there's a he was supposed to there's a biopic coming out about rick flair soon i saw too so that'll be interesting oh my god can you imagine that I tell you one thing, lads. I'm looking forward now to Dark Side of the Ring in about five years, where oh it's like gosh. most Ric Flair, the Vince McMahon series, and the CM Punk series. It's gonna be, you know, we're gonna have our work cut out for us. We really are. But let, can I ask a question, just kind of in summary of what we were talking about at the beginning? Because I'm I'm curious about this, um, and I'll answer last. Did what happen? with CM Punk at AEW and the scrum and the aftermath, real or not, change what you think about CM Punk in any way, shape, or form? Martin, you first. N- not yet. Um, like I said, when the scrum happened, I was still convinced it was a work. Obviously, as more and more of the stuff about the backstage fight has come out, um, that's concerning. If they can all sort of take a step back and calm down and come back and put on the dream matches that people want to see and make the big money out of like an awesome feud with like a, a real life background to it that people want to see um, then yeah I'll, I'll, it won't change my opinion of him I'll still think he's fantastic if the whole thing falls apart and he takes his ball and goes home and it damages AEW and it damages wrestling as a whole because of it and you know we start to see maybe even the likes of the elite get wobbly um uh, yeah, that would I would really uh, reevaluate my opinion of him then. Hmm. So it just depends what happens over the coming months. Fair. I'm a little bit further along than you, Martin. With that, um, that's how I saw CM Punk initially um, when he left WWE, and then I read his terrible Hulk comic, and then I saw his terrible fights, then I saw his terrible movies, and yeah, I mean. <sighs> I was still like, oh, grand. And then he came back to WWE for the show and I watched it and I was like, oh, great, Punk's back. And then he disappears and goes off to AEW for some reason and becomes Walmart, Greeter Phil. And we're like, okay, you know, he's having some good matches. And then he does this and it's like, it's like that meme, you know, from The Simpsons, you know. It's still good. <laughs> no, no, it's like, you know, um, Seymour, he's like, you know, maybe I'm the problem. <laughs> it's like, no, no, it's AEW who's wrong. It's just like, I can't believe there's, that, there's just not that awareness where it's like everywhere you go you cause problems what you know you have to sort yourself out and i think if punk has that awareness where he's like 
I need to stop doing this. I need to actually be a professional here. Because apparently he wanted to be a, a, lo a locker room leader and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, fair enough. He was a head trainer in, in Ring of Honor. And it just seems like he's like the most self-destructive person ever. You know, it's like we heard about the self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior and that. And that all pales in comparison to this guy. This guy, like I've never seen, I've been watching wrestling since I was, you know, six, seven, eight. I don't, look, I don't remember a time I didn't watch wrestling. I'll be honest with you. All right. Even when I took a break from wrestling, I was still watching wrestling. I've never seen somebody do that. I've never seen someone bury their entire company for no reason. And he was eating muffins during it, which was the best part. But I'm like, what is wrong with you? You know? So yeah, I look, Punk controlled was in the WWE. And I, I've often said here, Martin, on this show that he needed something to, to rally against. He needed to be the anti-authority figure. So, he, you know, this would fit in. This is a great opportunity for him to do that again. However, he was sitting there with Tony Khan, the authority figure. So placating play, play Punk means throwing everyone else under the bus. Which is what Triple H said about 10 years ago. Or what, uh, 7 years ago? So, yeah, it has coloured my, my opinion of him. I mean, yeah, it's sad to see him go, but also I'm like, you're a liability. He's the Hulk Hogan. He's the Hulk Hogan to the WCW of, of um, AEW. You know, that's how he is now. He's nuclear. And having him there, nothing good can come from it. Because even though he is a draw, and he has great matches, and he's probably one of the one, once-in-a-generation talent... He injures himself all the time in every match he does because he wrestles like there's no tomorrow, which, I mean, is, is admirable. But doing what he's doing is no good. And then having a mate who just decides to allegedly buy people is also very weird. That's such a weird thing. I, <laughs> I can't comprehend that. But, um, yeah, no, it definitely has coloured my opinion on because I thought this was over. I You know, he had everything. He was the world champion and he was still upset. You know what I mean? I'm like, you're getting paid millions of dollars. You're the world champion. They built the company around you and you're still upset. Over a promo. Come on. That's yeah, childish. People, childish. Most people didn't even pick up on that that was... No, uh, nobody knew what he was talking about. <laughs> it was sick. But no, it has coloured my opinion of him. I, and it's unfortunate because I, like, I was one of the biggest CM Punk fans going. But, I mean, when you start realising that, no, he's just like that. That's not a character. That's bad. Dave? Yeah, it's uh, you, you said what CM Punk needs. What CM Punk needs is a really deep psychedelic trip at this point. Because <laughs> I don't know edge, what else. So the problem, right. right. Well, he does I mean, need to take it, maybe those muffins aren't strong enough. Somebody should have you know put something uh, in the somebody, muffins. Somebody, yeah, lives. let's put let's put some mushrooms in the muffins. Is what I'm saying. Because <laughs> what what he really needs at this point, and I'm not a rocket scientist, so how would I know about mental health? But um. It would be nice if he could kind of get that forced perspective of thyself um, that those sort of experiences supposedly give you. Because mm. I, I don't know what else is going to change his attitude. Like reports coming out, supposedly, if they're to be true, are like, yeah, yeah, no, he'll, he'll be welcome back as long as he can like hopefully change what his attitude is going forward. Well, that's that's not going to happen if he doesn't take a really deep look at what he's doing and how that's impacting the people around him. Yeah. And I think that's the disconnect is he's as much as I want to tune in every time I see see CM Punk and will, and as much as CM Punk does get those million dollar houses, which, you know, we were just talking about Cardiff, we can laugh at the face of a million dollar house. Um, none of that matters 
if nobody in the locker room wants to wrestle you because you're not a good person. No, I don't, I don't want to say not a good person. Not a person that other people necessarily want to be around or you're forcing them to pick sides. Like it's politics. Like you yeah. either like me or, you or I want, or you can't work with me. Well, that's you, not going to happen in a company. You know, one so of the, you know, that perspective or you, know one, you know, one of the saddest parts about CM Punk in general, right? So obviously on, you know, we do a show uh, called Nerd to No Basis, right? I'm yeah. friends with a lot of comic book uh, proprietors an artist and all that kind of stuff right so I know when, and Punk is a big comic book guy so I actually know uh, a comic book shop that he goes to and I know the owners and apparently Punk is like one of the nicest guys you will ever meet he genuinely is and it's so weird because I mean you do get that and from reports you hear that he is a super nice guy a great friend and stuff. but then when he takes that turn that's it it's, it's why it's a cult yeah, it's, it's cult. not just a song man like cuts it off completely like, liking Punk is a cult um, and I used to be in that cult same. and this media yeah, scrum has pushed me out of it. And I yeah. find myself in this weird, I mean, you guys have heard me say everything on this podcast too. I will watch no matter what, when he's on to, he really needs to look inside himself and figure out what's going on. And I think that is uh, the wrestling fan in me just being conflicted about what this version of CM Punk really is. And do I want it? Or am I just remembering how awesome the supposed best in the world was back in 2011? And I think that 11 years later, that's somehow still true. Yeah. But what rocked me again, and Martin, you've pulled me up on this, even in the drunk cast. Um, oh, <laughs> you pulled me up on this, you know, uh, quite profoundly you know when I saw him in MMA my illusion of punk as the the shooter mixed martial artist agreed completely shattered now the guy who walked out wearing a Gracie Jiu Jitsu hoodie the guy who I went and did Jiu Jitsu because he was doing it um, Mm -hmm. completely shattered because you're like whoa you're terrible holy hell you can't do anything you know I'm doing martial arts since I'm like what 15 and I'm just like, whoa, you can't, you know, you can't throw a kick that's decent, you know, these kind of things, right? And uh, that really started the shatter. And so when he came back to AEW, I was like, okay, I'll give it a go. But this has completely just turned me off punk. If I never saw him wrestle again in AEW or anywhere, I'd be like, all right, you know, maybe if he came back to WWE, you know, for one last run. I would probably get behind it and then a Hall of Fame and then that'd be it. But, I mean, he is nuclear. Like You touch him at your own risk because, like, he single ne- single-handedly nearly killed AW in a day. That's amazing. I mean, I- I'm not hyping this up. Like, what he did will go down in the annals of history. Like, this is this is on the same level as the Finger Poker Doom. Blast Bass at the Beach, uh, 2000. Um, you know, stuff we cover on this show that has gone down as the worst moments in wrestling, this is up there. This is like on that uh, Mount Rushmore of terrible moments. Punk is there. He's there. He's, he's there with his muffins, you know? And it's it's sad. It really is because it shouldn't have been that way. One, Sorry, Mark. One thing on. I find frustrating about him is he'll say things like, oh, you know, I'm I'm a grumpy old man. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm an asshole. You know, I'm tough to be around. It's it's frustrating because it's like like acknowledging your faults doesn't absolve you of them. Like oh. you have to write that's great. You have to then do something about it, you know, or at least be aware of it 
in mm-hmm. these heated moments. Like, I, you can't mm-hmm. just... Yeah, I, th- I think the most petty thing about it was the fact that... And it, it, look, it, it probably, a lot of this probably does fall on TK as well. When Punk came out and cut that promo on Hangman, when he wasn't there, he should have been on Glistening, can't do that. What are you doing? You know, don't do that. But the fact he didn't do that, he kind of gave him the okay to build this thing. And if he was, as the as as the the article up on on the on the the screen says now, if he was planning this for month for you know probably months, I mean that's someone who you know like wrestling's all about trust. It's one of the reasons why I never went into wrestling because I couldn't let someone hit me. I mean, I mean, no, you're not gonna hit me. If you're gonna hit me, I'm gonna you know hit you back, right? So fair play to you, Martin, for being for being a wrestler. But I could never do that. Wrestling is trust. How can you trust Punk? You can't. Yeah, goes into business for himself. You know, How can has you has him? he ever done anything in the ring though? That would make you not trust being in the ring with him. I can't. Well, here's the thing. Think of anything. I can't think of anything either. But he was probably controlled by the WWE. If he went into the ring now and had a match with Hangman, or the books, like you, you wouldn't know, right? Like, it's what just... do you think? New Jack's spirit inhabited him? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, again, going back to Sean and Brett, like before their, uh, before the screw job and all, Brett went to Sean and he said, Look, "Whatever differences we have, whatever's going on between us, I just want you to know." you are always safe in the ring with me. You mm. know, so like like there's two guys who had, like you say, nuclear heat between each other, but who could do business because, you know, it's what the fans wanted, it's where the money was. Yeah. And who also knew that there's a like you say, there's a, a fundamental thing at the core of wrestling where the other guy who's lifting you and dropping you on your ha- on your head, you have to trust them. Exactly. And I mean like the thing about it is, you know, we might we might joke him. <laughs> we will joke. A lot about you know a steel, um, for something to escalate to that extent, I don't know. I mean, this is a workplace; it's a business. <laughs> I mean, imagine going into your job and just attack, biting your coworker. Oh, he said something about me. What? <laughs> what are you doing? You know, that's what we're talking about. We're not talking. You know, oh, you know, such and stuff stole it, my lunch. But it was so, very you know. pro wrestling that he threw a chair. It was to be fair, and apparently it was like a you know an open chair, which is you know not what you do. But yeah, I, again, Sabu. Well, if, there you go. I mean, Sabu was uh, doing it safely, which is saying a lot because you know. <laughs> but look, guys, we we will leave it there. Um, again, this has been a, a special extended edition of uh, the rewind. So thank you so much for everyone who was in the chat, who's watching live, listening on the radio, listening on True Penny Channel or whatever. If you guys want to get involved, you can. Rewind dot com gives you to our link tree. All the ways to reach us are there. Or if you want to go to Nerdthrone Media, you can reach us there as well. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, all that kind of good stuff as well. We will be back. Our three-man booth. Dave's going to be joining us hopefully uh, every three weeks, you said, Dave? That's the Ish. Uh, yeah, so we, we're getting our phone system up again. So like we Full moon. Full moon. Uh, we will be back. And at, at least our three-man booth is a bit more... Uh, coherent than the WCW three man boot where Mark Baden is lusting after women which is <laughs> you missed all that Dave <laughs> it's still horrendous dude I lived all that I didn't miss oh, all that oh god it's switching what? switching between lusting over them and fantasizing about how he wants to kill every woman in the world <laughs> it's something else it really is um, and guys if you don't know what we're listening to go back and check out our WCW run which we just finished it was a phenomenal time um, coming up we have we're going to be doing the Phenom run that's on the network 
And then we're going to be going uh, to WWE in 2000, Dave, which you have never seen. Oh, no. And it's not no, the invasion. I don't want no, to no, watch the, the sorry, invasion. The, the invasion is 2001. I'm talking about 2000, the best year of wrestling. No, no, I don't want to watch Triple H. I don't want to. <laughs> you will want to watch Triple H versus <laughs> no. Cactus Jack in the best no. match ever. By the way, Dare is that... Royal Rumble's amazing. It is amazing. The, it's listen, phenomenal. Dare is the happiest person in the world that Vince McMahon retired. Oh, Because yes. he, it's oh, yeah. been like lifelong dream to watch Triple H promotion. So, good lord. I don't oh, know what I'm in store for. <laughs> no, for anyone who's probably jumping at joy, because, you know, we have the Royal Rumble coming up. I think that's our next big pay-per-view we're going to do, Martin, isn't it? On the timeline? Uh, yeah, that'll be the kickoff of uh, WWF 2000. It was still F in 2000, it was. wasn't it? Yeah, 2002, yeah. I think, is when they got the F out as the campaign. I remember them all wearing that terrible shirt that I still kind of want, actually. So if someone has one, like, let me know. Yeah. That's when they got the F out. There's that pure business decision that <laughs> they did entirely voluntarily. Yeah. <laughs> I love the way it was like a random UK charity that's like, hey, we're the WWF, you know. Um, but yeah, so I, look, I was a huge wrestling fan at the time, and for years, like a huge WWF fan at the time, and for years afterwards, I had like a thing against pandas. Over that. <laughs> Every time the ad came on, you just, yeah. you just clenched up, like, and you're like, "Oh, glad you're bloody going extinct, you Chinese bamboo eating prick." <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's amazing! I love it. Um, but yeah, no. So that's our next big show that we're going to be doing. And what we will do is for the the phenom the corporate ministry thing, we'll we'll put up a link to where it is. It's it's on the network, and we'll we'll go through what's there, so you guys can follow along. If you want to actually suggest suggest something to us, we're upgrading the Patreon, so we will kind of do some Patreon shows. But for the time being, you can email us nerdtonomedia at gmail dot com or the Wrestling Rewind uh, Show at gmail dot com, or just you know tweet us at RWV, um that's my you just tweet me i usually talk nonsense on twitter to be fair a lot of twitter at the moment is me just reposting cm punk memes so that's all it is because it's hilarious but um you know you can at me there as well there's something you want to watch tna we're going to be doing as well i'm super excited for tna shows purely because they're terrible but they're also great so dave you probably remember them because you were covering them at the same time as i was martin you're in for a treat sir Really I, I bought those Wednesday night pay-per-views. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man. Oh Martin, you've no idea what you're in for, sir. It's a it's a good time. I'm, I'm very excited. It's a good time. But yeah, guys, again, uh that's what we have coming up. So uh, again, thank you to everyone who listened tonight. Dave, is there anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Nope. Okay. Martin. Free yourselves from Twitter. Just get off it, shut it down, let it collapse. Daddy Elon should have bought it. Is that what you're saying? Yes, and tied it to one of his fucking rockets <laughs> and sent it to the moon. I think the problem with Twitter is everyone went from Tumblr to Twitter. <laughs> and that's the problem. Uh, I think once those yep. servers were nuked, they all just migrated over. So maybe that's the problem. But I do maintain that the minute Twitter discovers wrestling, it's over. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully Twitter goes extinct before they, they discover the attitude error. Because then it's all over. We have to close shop, guys. But um, yeah, thank you so much, everybody who joined us this week. We'll be back next week or the week after. Actually, we'll be back the week after here on The Wrestling Rewind. Talk to you there, guys. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.